What's happening? Shit, I know something happening. Cause everything's moving. Hey, what's up, everybody? You're listening to the Elevated Sports Podcast, and this is Eric Sagala. The following is a recorded radio show called The Unlimited Sports Show, found at GoMileHigh.com, part of the Beyond Air Network at the Colorado Media School. Are you ready? You're listening to The Unlimited Sports Show, where we talk football, basketball, baseball, and hockey. Or whatever else we want. I'm Jeff Rohr on the Go- on the Unlimited Sports Show on the GoMileHigh.com network. I'm here with Michael and Jack and Eric over on the boards. Yo, yes, sir. So Hello. we're getting into the first round of the NBA playoffs. See, game ones have been played. Uh, game twos are just starting. What have you guys seen so far through game one with uh, any of the series? Any comments, concerns about players? Uh, Well, it's good to have NBA basketball back in a whole. Well, was there only one upset, really? Yeah. Round one for, yeah. for the first games? It was that Minnesota-Memphis. Yeah, that was probably – I mean, that was a big upset, but I think, yeah, it was the only one. But I think the game to talk about – is net Celtics. Yeah. Oh, that game. was such a good What one. a game that was. The oh, Kyrie man. Irving game. I can't tell you how many times I watched the game winner. Yeah, dude. I watched oh, yeah. that probably 10 times. Man, that spin was so smooth. Was sick. I, one thing I'm shocked is that Marcus Smart did not take that that shot. Right. You, you see him kind of walking out and he goes, do I want it? Do I want it? And you just uh, give it to Tatum. He yeah. Because he, uh, he was on fire. He played pretty good. And uh, that's the type of shot that I feel like Marcus Smart would take. I mean, he was 8 for 17 from the field. Newly anointed uh, defensive player of the year, Marcus Smart. Yeah. What about the defense of Kevin Durant, who just watched the play develop and stood there? So weird. I, I, I can't believe last week I was like, oh, man, this guy's like going to be the new face of basketball, you know, once LeBron James retires. But, like, I mean, watching that dude, just like, oh, man. Kevin Durant. You got you to, like, do Kevin, something. You can't just stand there and like, allow that to happen. Kevin Durant will always be the bridesmaid. He'll never be the bride of the oh, NBA. He'll nice. always be the second best player in the league no matter what. I, mean, uh, I, I disagree don't know on that. about that. He at did all. win MVP. Yeah, Kevin, uh, Kevin Durant is when, the best. Won, when he won the championship. Kevin Durant is arguably the Warriors. most talented basketball player. Like, agreed, definitely since Michael Jordan. Like, the his, only, his skills, like alone, he is the best player in the NBA and he, has been for. He's a bad the best minute. pure scorer in the NBA Dude, right now. He does a lot of things well, but yes. one thing that is always brought up is, oh, he's an elite rim defender. He's the elite rim defender, and. That was one of the cracks that we saw yesterday. He just stood there, and which is strange. It is strange, but we can't even for a second deny that Kevin Durant is. Yeah, like I don't even know what an adjective is to describe Kevin Durant. He's he's like beyond talented, dude. He is like, and I've been watching him play for probably about ten years now. When going back to the Oklahoma City days, he has improved so much as a player since then, and he was already elite back then. Like. Kevin Durant's like Mount Rushmore. You just of hit two thousands NBA. You just hit the reason why I'll always say Kevin Durant will never be the best player. Why? Oklahoma City. I I still. It was ten years ago. Bro. I still have hate he in my heart for him for leaving. Just because you have hate in your heart doesn't mean he's not the. So wait, are you saying Kyrie's the best player on the Nets? Son, 
Well, right. <laughs> no. Well, he's not because of Boston. Thing is, Boston Kyrie can't be head. the best player because he's only a part-time player. You can't be the best. If who is now. it then? Andre Drummond? Who's the best player? <laughs> Jeff, tell me. <laughs> Kevin Durant's the best player on his team. Okay, he's not the best you. player in the league. Dude, he is. He's he's up there. But he did have an off night though last night. Yeah. Up to up to his standards. Kevin I don't think Durant's it was an standard. off. Night. I think it was just great defense by the Celtics. Because if you That's go back true. and watch their defense, man, they would double team them. Al Horford played fantastic. Those dudes were playing on a Celtics. whole other level. But um, it was, and it was also a Boston home game, and that crowd is one of the toughest, if not the toughest, environment to play in in all pro sports. If I there's think. one TV thing you could hold over Kevin Durant is the fact that he went to Golden State after they went seventy three. Well, nine. yeah, bro. Yeah. That's, that's, that's that's basically news, the one bro. thing. But when he went there, dude, he did what he needed to do he won a championship with them i think they went to the championship too. twice yeah and they didn't tear the ACL MVP. in the finals they exactly. would have won too but exactly i mean kevin durant is the ultimate difference maker uh he's what well, dude if you just watch him just like next time one of his games comes on in the brooklyn Nick game comes on just watch what he does when he has the ball dude. this like, dude was favored to be MVP on this year before he got hurt yeah, yeah, I think that I think his days for that have kind of passed because of Giannis and Embiid and Jokic. But I do not ever for one second take away how great of a player Kevin Durant is. I'm just saying. Yeah, he's still fantastic. But if you play a little bit better, Nets are going to win the series. Yeah, they only but lost the by one point. So yeah, a minor. That's two missed shots. That's one shot away. Kyrie though six for ten Yeesh. from the three point line. I mean, a minor storyline is Kyrie uh, had thirty nine and five, bro. Is Kyrie step is his uh, being cursed after stepping on Lucky a few seasons ago, and the TD Garden crowd versus Kyrie. So, what's your guys' <laughs> opinion on that? Because he was flipping I, the bird to the crowd, and he said in his post conference, "Look, if you come at me like that, I'm gonna." I at the fans happen like to that. agree. I like, agree. Honestly, I think like if you're Kyrie Irving, like you hear so much crap on a daily basis from everybody. And, it takes away, like, even though I personally don't really agree with, like, the way he's gone about doing things, like, he's still one of the best, dude. Like, he's probably the best, like, ball handler, like, probably ever in the entire history of the NBA. And, dude, if you better put up or shut up. And, you know, that's what he did. And he backed it up. He went out and dropped 39 points mm-hmm. against his former team. And I, I don't have a problem with it at all. I mean... Maybe the flipping the fans off like was a little excessive just because it showed like, yeah, they were in his head. And when you're a professional at that level, you're really not expected to show. But I think that's kind of a problem. And, dude, let's get more emotion. Like, honestly, I'm here for a little more of that Pat Bev energy. Like, that's what we need. Like, that's what makes sports fun and exciting. Pat Beverly's energy, like, led him to that victory over the uh, over the Grizzlies. Yeah, dude, I couldn't believe that. I have no problem with players being emotional. That is the biggest one. there was even talks a couple years ago with like Trevor Bauer. Like I'm not not going to touch on his situation, but like everybody was so mad at him for being like exuberant and showing emotion and like getting pumped after getting strikeouts. And I think we need more of that in pro sports. I know one of my favorite from that was when you take the sword. And yeah, put dude, it that's back exactly that, what that I was, was thinking favorite. about. Dude, how much would you pay to see somebody like, oh man, like. What if Mariano Rivera or like Trevor Hoffman was doing stuff like that? Like that would have been lit. Like, yeah. Well, that's the thing. I, I mean, if and and he was also fine with the the batters showing up when they hit a yeah. home run because that's the thing. You know, you got the bat flipping. Well, what can yeah. the pitchers do when they let's strike go. you out? Do a little bit of a pizzazz. Oh, it's the playoffs. Like, let's go. Like, get hype. Like, I, I'm. Yeah. I'd be surprised if Kyrie didn't do any of those things. And he just yeah. Kept and the other thing is, we didn't really hear exactly what the fans were saying. 
Yeah, I mean, we heard obviously the audio. We can't play it on the show of when uh, they were walking back to the The tunnel room. Yeah, yeah. He goes, "Bleep you, Kyron." He goes, "Bleep my bleep, you bleep." Wow, (laughs) (laughs) it sounds so stupid, but we are on the airwaves and we can't uh, risk a fine. Shout out the FCC. You'll you'll be able to find it. It's five dollars right there. Then we then we got Kyrie's secondhand account on what was being said to him. So yeah, listen. If you I'm guys sure understand the history, then you would understand. You know that this, I knew brutal, that this bro. was going to happen with him. I knew that Boston. It was going to be hard for him to play in Boston. Yeah, the fans there were going to get into his head, and they they did. Man, it's just I mean, so the cool. dude also only spent two years. Yeah, in Boston. No, you, like, I don't know why the look, Celtics have that. It, I mean, I do look what say, he was supposed to do. I mean, I agree. Just won a championship with Cleveland. Then he goes to Boston. He and everybody anointed him as like we're gonna we're gonna go all the way with him and. And then he Never made things worse the hype, along man. the way when he did yeah. play the Celtics. Yes, exactly. So I, part of it is on Kyrie of making the situation what it is. He also did lie to the Boston. Yeah, he's like, he yeah, said, I plan on if you'll have here. me, I'll be here. Yeah, and then they wanted him back, and then he left. And went. Kyrie's always been a drama queen, and he's always tried to look for the attention that he's wanted to get. He does, but he deserves some of the attention, bro. Like he puts up numbers, and yeah. when you're talking smack and you get it in return, like if you put up and just don't do anything to back it up then what does that say about you Kyrie's a competitor man the thing with that one of the best if you look at Kyrie's numbers when he's been supposed to be like the main number one star the teams have always been mediocre at best he's Mm. never been able to be that number one guy maybe in the playoffs I mean, he look, is the reason the why year, the, dude, just the reason why the the Cavs won the three to one series against mainly State. look at Kyrie's years without LeBron or Kevin Love. Oh yeah, I mean, you need help. You're never gonna in the NBA. You're never gonna be a star oh, player. Look at Jokic and without just alone, alone <laughs> win exactly. Jokic at you least can't carried his yourself. team to the playoffs without his his secondhand stars. Kyrie, but you're make- looking at Kyrie when he was just coming into the league. Yeah, dude, Kyrie. he was still figuring the league <laughs> out. You're looking at the Cavs before LeBron came back. Yeah, dude, he did get drafted. He was the number one overall pick for a reason. Yeah, because the Cavs were the worst team, and LeBron yeah, obviously LeBron. Team. But dude, you can't say that about Kyrie. I don't think like because didn't he, LeBron and Kevin Love. Joined the Cavs at the same time. Yes, that was that. Year. That was that one. That was when they traded. That was the Wiggins. S- that I think Kyrie had one year by himself in Cleveland, and then after that, they came was out. that his rookie year? So yeah. yeah. So you're saying Kyrie was didn't lead that Cavs team when they had the first pick and drafted him? Well, as he a did get hurt one of his years with Boston, which prevented I think them He's, from making a run. Otherwise, they would have. Kyrie's just way too injury prone to be a star. He's he can't ever be the number one. You're star. saying Kyrie's not a star. I'm not saying he's not a star. He just can't be your number one just guy. Just said you, it. You have to, <laughs> he has to be your two or three option. He can't. I be agree. I agree. I think Kyrie. I think he is a star. I think he's a Hall of Famer. But he needs another top tier player with him. Kyrie, will, but that works. That's that, not saying anything bad. Yeah. Because in today's NBA, that's what, that's you, what need. you need. Because you there's win. so many teams like that. This isn't the '80s, bro. Like you can't win with just no. one good player, and it mm-hmm. doesn't work like that. And when you pair Kyrie with somebody like Kevin Durant, like, dude, that's scary. Like, it's Kyrie. terrifying. Like, Boston should not be comfortable at all. Right oh, now. no. And that's the thing. This series feels like an Eastern Conference final it, series. It's a great series. I'm super sure. And it does not feel like a seven versus two. Right. It feels like a, a one, two. Oh, one, yeah, definitely. Uh, no, this will definitely be the series to watch. Uh, it'll be the best. I hope it goes to seven games or six games just so we can I, watch more. I of do it, think honestly. it will. But that's the thing. It's like everyone almost expects the Nets to win it. 
That's yeah. the vibe I got. And that's what the that's Celtics were the projected. They were the projected champion before the season even started. They still could be. I mean, I don't know. And then if you throw in Ben Simmons, and if he can give that good defense Yikes. in the series, Yikes. I don't know. There's talks of throwing him in four or five. I don't know how he'll play. Mm-hmm. Nobody really does. That's going to be a lot asking for him. I don't know. This is the Unlimited Sports Network. And well, speaking of Ben Simmons, we're going to be talking other NBA injuries and who was the most impactful this season for his respective teams. After a quick little break, we'll be right back and talking about that. Every day across this country, hundreds of college radio stations take to the air, broadcasting music and programming that you won't hear anywhere else. It's one of the last places where people can really be able to actually say what they want to say. Without it, you wouldn't have a place for local artists to perform. Certain people need to have a chance, a fighting chance, and college radio is that place for it. College radio changes the lives of those who are involved with it and can change those who listen to it too. This is where we start out, you know, from getting all this great experience working in college radio makes you want to work in real radio. College radio means finding yourself. It helped me find what I wanted to do in not only school, but in life. So support college radio by continuing to listen to this station and supporting the students who make it happen. College radio now more than ever. A message brought to you by this station and the College Radio Foundation. For more information, please visit collegeradio.org. Hey, Colorado sports fans, you're listening to GoMileHigh.com, a student-operated station live from the Colorado Media School Studios here in Belmar, giving you a different perspective on all things current. Stop torturing yourself, fans. Live in the now. So stay tuned to see what's coming up next on GoMileHigh.com, Colorado's sports lifestyle. Hey, man. What's wrong? I'm feeling lost. Lost? Yeah, I feel like my choices in life aren't getting me anywhere. And I feel like I don't have a voice. Well, did you know that the Colorado Media School is the perfect way for you to get that outlet? Really? Yeah, because at the Colorado Media School, you can have a voice. Enrollment starts today. So find your voice at beyondair.com. It's changed my life. Let it change yours. So I'm taking a trip over to Tibet, you uh-huh. know, see the sights, climb a hill or two. But I remember, oh man, I got one guy out here who I actually know. So I give an old ringy dingy to the Lama. What? You know, the Dalai Lama. Uh-huh. His laminescence, really? flowing robes, grace, bald, striking, really. I says to the lama, hey, you remember that round I carried for you down in Shangri-La? Well, apparently some station out in Lakewood taped the whole thing. Oh. See, the lama's a big hitter. Nailed two eagles in a row that day. Well, he says, what station could have possibly gotten all the way out to my sacred holy lands in Shangri? I says it was none other than go mile high that camp, lama. Uh-huh. They got the best sports coverage in the state. The lama actually tips me this time, 2-1. So he pretty much stiffed me again, but I got him hooked on GoMileHigh.com. So I got that going for me, which is nice. It's great. GoMileHigh.com. Welcome back to the Unlimited Sports Show. You gotta be unlimited. You gotta have a thought process of being unlimited. 
This is the Unlimited Sports Show. I'm Jeff here with Michael and Jack and Eric over on the boards. We were just talking about some injuries. Ben Simmons most notably being absent most of the season for the 76ers and the Nets. Um, continuing in that, uh, a big injury for a team, their main star. Hold out. First off, Ben was not hurt when he was on the Sixers. He just uh, didn't want to play. Yes, uh, he was exactly. mentally hurt. Big difference. He was mentally hurt. Yeah, I know. Luca's out game two. Ooh, that's dude. rough. My dork of the day, Jason Kidd, absolutely <laughs> set his franchise back. What a dumb. Especially man. how Utah took care of business. Dude, Donovan Mitchell, man. That's absolutely. We have to go back to that because, okay, I haven't heard any like statements or anything from Jason Kidd, but like if the Mavs like end up getting like four game sweep by Utah, that might be one of the dumbest coaching mistakes in history. I I see it being a gentleman. Dude, they were a dude. The Mavs were hella favored to win before that. Like it wasn't even close. And like, oh, my God, one game, one meaningless game. He still had his starters out there, ruined the series. Like, that is one of the biggest L's I have ever seen. Because when Luka comes back, he's not going to be 100%. Right. So. And, dude, two games on Utah. Like, I mean, we we talk a lot about Utah not making, uh, you know, they're kind of re- they're considered a regular season team. But, like, don't sleep on them, bro. Like, they're not an easy, easy, easy win. Like, yeah, no, they took care of business in this one. Uh, Mitchell, he got 32 points. You know, Rudy Gobert is always good for about Absolutely. 20 boards or something. Didn't, so yeah, one of the best Rudy defensive not, players in the in the league. Rudy didn't score a single bucket, though, that game. But he did what he was supposed to do, though. Block and defense. get rebounds. That's what they do, He though. plays defense. I mean, he does. And he's a decent defender, unless he's playing Jokic. But, <laughs> you know, I, I don't think that there's somebody to just write off. Like, dude, they got some other dudes like Mike Conley and Jordan Clarkson and Dudes like that, dude, I, I wouldn't. It's a really uh, loaded team, man. I can't believe that Jason Kidd did that. He ruined, like, <laughs> now what are the Mavericks going to do? As an NBA fan, I want I want to see Luka right. get another partner. He needs one. He had one in Porzingis. No, 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 no. They tried that. <laughs> that, that did not work out, clearly, because Porzingis, I'm talking all He has all one. No, Spencer he, Dinwiddie. Luka, I, I absolutely agree with you, Michael. Like, of all the NBA stars that we have that – sort of have their second or third guys like Luca doesn't have one. And uh, I mean, you'd figure Mark Cuban is working something out to try to get somebody right. Listen, yeah. Luca wanted to team up with Jokic. And how about he oh. just leaves Dallas and comes? Let's Denver. go. Let's trade MPJ. So we'll trade fun. Will Barton. That would be we'll fun. That, not, that would not just be like the most exciting team. Go all in. Yeah, dude. What? Will Barton, Michael Porter, Jr. Bones and a couple firsts. Who says no? No, I, I got I gotta go with that. If I'm Let's Dallas, go. I'm saying no. Oh yeah. I'm not getting <laughs> in Dallas. Like Will I'm Barton? Ew. Who wants MPJ? Give me MPJ. Well, I would MPJ trade MPJ. MPJ needs Or Jamal Murray. I would trade one of those two guys. I, wouldn't I, I would do that. But I would never, ever trade Jokic. Trading I would Jamal Murray. Would I would let him retire at Denver Nugget. I don't care what it would take. I, I could not see Jokic Dude, playing for another team. The Eastern European Nuggets. Nobody stopped. Okay, them. so wait, you were saying you didn't you if they offered, let's say, Will Barton, Bones, Jamal, MPJ, and Picks, you're not and doing that? not Jamal and MPJ. Mm-hmm. Not that. 
Really? That's I would do much. that in a heartbeat. No, I'd be like, yes, give me Luca. I don't think right that would I don't think that would make any I don't think that would make any sense like financial wise. Here's like, one thing is, well, is that their injuries would make me make that decision. Maybe if you ship one I'm of them to a the third team pieces. or something. If, if Jamal Murray was healthy, I would not trade. Sure, we'll throw it in a third team, but the Nuggets are giving up that and you're getting Luca. I pretty much I wouldn't yes, trade Jamal. Take that I wouldn't trade Jamal right now. Oh, not at, not at no this exact moment. This is the exact moment this I would want time to. to do. I would. Mm, you got to cut your ties at some point, it's bro. It's an intriguing okay, question. Okay, we keep no, Jamal. No, it is intriguing. But Jamal and Luca are going to be the same thing for your team. Okay. They're I both mean, the point guard. They are. And obviously, Luca would be a tiny bit of an upgrade. Tiny bit of an upgrade. <laughs> I mean, we don't know. We haven't seen Jamal in a minute, man. Man, uh, you really do think Jamal is going to come out levitating like Jesus. Oh. Speaking of Denver Nuggets who are possibly coming back, your MPJs thinking about coming back in this series? That's, don't do I it. I did hear that. Don't do it. Coming back from back surgery? Dude, he's just adding more to this nonsense. That, like, the it, Nuggets like PR team is struggling right now because oh, they don't know people. what's going on. Like, it, I don't care what happens. I don't care if they come back or don't come back. Say it. Say yes, they're coming back. We expect them back game three, or no, yeah. they're shut down for the rest of the year. Quit Stop this with whole this nonsense. Back and forth, yo. It's a bad rumors look. that he's going to come back. All rumors that he had a setback. You know, just like like if he's having setbacks, look. no, don't play him. If you're, if you're this Nuggets front office, you need to. I know the NBA is a player driven league, but you need to take control of your organization and either come out or don't. Come out and say MPJ and Murray aren't going to play or they are going to play instead of this back and forth of will they, won't they? Take control of your organization and quit the dumpster fire that you have going with. Is MPJ going to play? Oh, no, he's not. Is Jamal going to play? No, well, no, it scares not. me, bro, because it, it honestly, like in a weird way, kind of reminds me of like this was the beginning of the end for guys like Aaron Rodgers and like Russell Wilson. It's like, this is how organizations like fracture a relationship with a star player. Like, cause it like, they need to make a decision and keep what it is and not put it all on Jamal Murray because I'm talking about Jamal Murray specifically because they've been say, they've been saying now it's out for a week now that he is medically cleared to play. And it like, it, you don't want people making fun of Jamal Murray that the way they make bad. fun of Ben Simmons. Like, if they would have kept that kind of under wraps and like, just, okay, let's like, okay, we know you're not ready, but we're still going to say that you're recovering from the ACL. That would even be a better look than what's happening right now. And Agreed. it scares me because what if like this, like creates a divide with Jamal Murray and Tim Connolly. Like we, we cannot afford to lose Jamal Murray. We can't unless we're trading him for Luca. <laughs> well, that's the thing. I want to read off Luca's stats this year just to really sink it in for you. If you're giving up Jamal or not, 28 points, Yikes. nine rebounds, nine assists, one steal, and one block. <laughs> I mean, Luke, while shooting 45%. From dude, who doesn't love Luca? But like, I think that what our original point was is that Dallas is going to be aggressive in getting him a number two. I think. Oh, they will not trade him. They would never. They would need insane haul like we've never seen before. I think some players are just kind of past that point. Like, if you were trying to trade for Nikola Jokic, like, I don't think there would be a package that you could put together. Like, same with Giannis or, like, Joel. Like, some players become, like, untouchable. The only way they are touchable is if they want out. Yeah. That's the only thing. If Luka says, all right, you are not getting, like, LeBron's situation. Yeah, like, James Harden's situation. All right, I want out. Yeah, like the Zion situation down New Orleans. Well, that one's a little different because he who knows what's going on with that situation. I mean, but the Pelicans are a good team, bro. Like once they get Zion back, like that's like a top. That's not a playing team anymore, is it? With McCollum and all that. No, that's a dominant team. And to think back of how they started the season off, yeah, it's insane. 
that they started one in like 18. I think they're the third NBA team in history to make the playoffs after. I think it was starting. one in one in 13. Yeah, something like that. But yeah, Still everybody crazy. counted them out. And then that midseason trade for CJ McCollum, I think that was an underrated move. Like that was sneaky. Like it obviously saved CJ the, saved the season. Obviously CJ wanted his way out because of the whole, you know, Dame thing. I don't know about that. I don't think he did one. Well, they were just. I don't think he I wanted think he to was, waste another year. Not I think he was kind of whatever happens happens. I feel like CJ's that type of guy. He's cool. Back on Zion, he's kind of scaring me. He's looking like a Greg Oden two point Oh, that's that's a disrespect. Mm, too to early, him, bro. Too early to say. Really, I mean, has Greg Oden been to an All Star game and all? No. That? No, Greg Oden didn't do anything. That's Greg, what o- I mean. Greg Oden is one of the worst busts of Zion. Only has about five more games played than Greg Oden did in Greg Oden's first three seasons. But he never yeah, got but, hurt or anything. But like what that. Zion's done in those games is a whole lot better than what Greg Oden's done. Absolutely. So I want to go back to the Wolves and Grizzly game. Um, this was the Wolves' first playoff win since 2018. Yeah. And uh, Anthony Edwards in his playoff debut had 36 points. Man, that guy went off. So. Um, yeah, the Wolves. I mean, they're they're riding Pat Beverly's emotional, you know, roller coaster right into the playoffs. I'm kind of rooting for Minnesota. Oh, could you imagine? That would be a nice That'd be upset. Awesome. Because especially because of Cat's uh, family family's health issues, like his mother passing away. Yeah, yeah. COVID. I want to see more of uh, John Morant, man. I need I need to see I more. Do, of him I, in the I do think it's too early though to say Minnesota's going to run away with this because yeah. no. I mean, what Memphis didn't play a game ten days since yeah, uh, their first exactly. playoff win, fair so they're still they were a little, little little rusty. We can see that clearly. So you're saying advantage to the play in tournament, possibly, because you're in the rhythm already. You're in the mindset, and yeah. you had to play back to back. You finished the season, then two days later, you went out there and essentially played a one game elimination playoff game. Yeah, each situation has its own advantages. Uh, but if I'm a Minnesota Timberwolves fan, I'm so excited. Yeah. Anthony Edwards, Cat, D'Angelo Russell. They're, they're finally becoming what we record. all thought they would be. Exactly. And especially when the West is as stacked as it is, like they kind of go under under the radar a little bit. And, you know, I in the games that the Nuggets played against Minnesota in the regular season, I was thinking like this looks like a playoff team. Like they have a nice core. They got some guys on the bench. They can shoot. They can drive. They can play defense a little bit. But Memphis was sort of like this, like, okay, they were not expected to be as good as they are. And then they ended up cruising to the second seed and nobody even came close to touching them. So I think they got a bit of a reality check. Like, wait a minute, this is still the Memphis Grizzlies we're talking about. Like they also obviously Ja Morant is super dope and I love Ja Morant, but they shouldn't get too ahead of themselves. Yeah, their record with Ja Hurt was I think they had like two or three losses when Ja wasn't even playing. So yeah. without their star player, they were cruising to that two seed. They have a good weird. young core. They do. Uh, and I like Steven Adams too. The Atlantean. He's cool. He's amazing. He's just a cool guy to watch play basketball. <laughs> Best deep ball in the NBA. Yikes. Wouldn't say that. Uh, this Adams. is the <clears throat> Unlimited Sports Show on the GoMileHigh.com network. This we'll be back uh, talking some MLB and Player of the Week, Seiya Suzuki.
Want to know what's good on the Mile High Hip Hop scene? Well, then come on down to Cervantes Masterpiece Ballroom on September 26th. Trev Rich highlights the venue as the start of his Walk on Water tour with Kayla Ray, AP, Misfits, and 100 Pack Savvy. Hip Hop is alive and well in Denver. Come check out all the sweet sounds of Kayla Ray. Dope rhymes of AP. And the Grammy winner himself, Trev Rich, for one night only. But with somebody that we gotta do a road call, just hoping they loud off. It's an evil world we live in. Got me scared for the future, but my girl wants to Support your local artists at the Cervantes Masterpiece Ballroom on September 26th. Tickets available now on Ticketmaster. You know, it's been a long week. So why would you waste your valuable time with the same boring, tasteless beer your daddy used to buy? You're a person of conviction, a wise soul, a go-getter. And there's only one unique beer made specifically for the likes of you. Go ahead, open your fridge. Surprise, surprise. There's a blue moon waiting for you. Blue Moon is brewed with fresh Valencia orange peel that gives that unique flavor unmatched to all others. Blue Moon is best enjoyed after a long work week during the game or with your friends and loved ones. So no matter how you drink your Blue Moon, always remember there's brighter days ahead. Attention, base capital of the world. It's the return of Global Dance Festival. On July 19th and the 20th, it's the show you've been waiting for, and we are back at full capacity. Two years ago, Global Dance Festival was canceled due to an unforeseen circumstances of being rained out. Now, Empire Field at Mile High would like to welcome you to the show that never happened. This is your one shot to witness Cascade. Excision! Millennium! And so much more, all at the Global Dance Festival Redo. Come see the best dance music live at Empower Field at Mile High on July 19th and the 20th. Tickets available at globaldance.com for your two-day pass. Live from Ball Arena for one night only, it's KRS1. Tickets available online. You can get a chance to listen to some of his greatest hits from Criminal Minded and so much more. Show starts at 7 p.m. on September 12th, live at Ball Arena. Show out for the Blastmaster KRS1. Man, I'm hungry than four dudes. Well, I'm hungrier than five. Well, who's you? What you doing in my house, Jack? I work for Little Caesars. Here to offer you some crazy calzone. Let's try some extra most bestest pepperoni. And to top it off with some crazy bread with that crazy sauce. I'm gonna enjoy all of this by myself. You got to go. Bummer. Get a great deal on some hot and ready pizza at Little Caesars. Pizza, pizza. 
This is the Unlimited Sports Show. It's where you get all the unlimited sports information you need. Waving his arm, Barrett Preston. Somebody stop Look that out, man! This is the Unlimited Sports Show. I'm Jeff here with Michael, Jack, and Eric over on the boards. Let's get into some baseball. We had quite a few games over this weekend. Uh, most notably, players of the week being Seiya Suzuki and Jose Ramirez. Congratulations. My boy Seiya with three home runs. I think the thing that <laughs> should have been CJ Crone. That the thing that shocked me the most over the weekend was Joe Mann intentionally walking the bases loaded. They won the game. Very quirky. Well, that's the thing. Everyone's going to now say, oh, well, every single time a team does it, they win. No, so not true. Works. But I Dude, hate it. I actually remember the last time that that happened was Joe Madden's Angels against Josh Hamilton. Do you remember that, Michael? Mm-hmm. Josh Hamilton was having a crazy so, yeah, couple I, of years. So I believe it's only three players. So now Barry, it's Barry Bonds, Josh, Josh Hamilton. Allen. And Josh Corey Seager. Yeah, and two Josh of the three times uh, Joe Madden's been the opposing manager, that's it's done a strategy, the bro. It's definitely a strategy for sure. Like, it sounds crazy in theory, but then when you think about it and you look at guys' averages with the bases loaded and stuff like that, like even a – and there was only one out too, I think. So, like, even a sack fly would have got you one run. It's better – Well, a sack fly did happen after that. It did? It was almost a grand oh, slam. I didn't see – So, <laughs> it, but that's the thing. If, if they lose this game by one – If they hit a grand oh, slam the next batter, you can never do that again if you're Joe Madden. Well, that's the thing. Everyone's talking highly of it now just because it came back and won. They were putting themselves in a bigger hole by doing that. Yeah. So – did you expect the Rockies to be swept by the Cubbies in this matchup? No, I, I wanted them that's to a be. Fair, that's a fair even match. Two, two, yeah. I was at the Sunday game. Uh, I was happy. So you were at the Jackie Robinson game? Uh, no, no, Sunday. Sun- that okay. was, was Jackie Robinson yesterday. Saturday? I think it was Saturday. Yeah, yeah I think that was Saturday. Saturday. I was at the oh, Sunday okay. game. Oh, okay. Speaking of Jack's wanted player of the week, I saw CJ Crone go 0 for 4 with a strikeout. Dude, CJ Crone hit two absolute <laughs> missiles into left field. Did like you? one of them hit the concourse, dude. Like I think that's only happened like maybe, maybe 10, 15 times yeah. ever. That and it went all the way. It was a 500 foot home run, bro. In the same series, Seiya Suzuki got intentionally walked with two on base. So dude, CJ, and in that same game, CJ Crone went 0 for 4. Missile, bro. Dude, Corey Seager would be do much better. Yeah. So what I did really like about you know the Rockies and Cubs matchup uh, was that Alan Trejo, yep. you know, first time he's he yep. started, he got a homer to left field. He did um, to help with that uh, six to five victory over the Cubs. But isn't Trejo's isn't, interesting? Isn't CJ Cronin and Vladdy leading the league in home runs? Yeah, they're tied. Wow, for they have five. Yeah. That's yeah, amazing. CJ Crone hit. He hit two in the first two games. I think he hit one against the Dodgers. I think he might have four total. Maybe five. Did you guys expect this? I mean, what? They're six and three now. Well, no. I, the thing about the no, Rockies, they were going to live up to the old Rockies. Bro, if you're if you are a Rockies fan, you know that in April, for whatever reason, the Rockies usually play better than they do. For some reason, it's all. If you look at the just the splits for their April games, like they always give you just a little bit of hope, and then usually around Memorial Day is usually when it starts to collapse, like all the time, like. I think the last few years, the Rockies have been well into first place or second place by April and May. So here's the trick for the Rockies. It doesn't surprise I, me. I'm on record of talking very poorly of the Rockies and the ownership and the situation. We know. Still not happy about how they're doing things. But they could they 
Look, they could be good this Dude, year. That's what I've been saying. The trick is they're away record. So right now they're two and zero. They're on a good track. It's very early. It's only two. They've games. only played two road games. Also, yeah. But like we said before, <laughs> of, the Rangers of their record away, but six and three. I mean, they're doing real good. I mean, yeah. they have their point differentials plus eight. To me, the biggest difference that is the key to the Rocky success is the bullpen because obviously with the shortened, you know. The lockout into the winter, the, the spring training was not its normal self. So you're not seeing starters go six innings. You're seeing them go three or four. But the Rockies bullpen has actually been pretty consistent in holding those runs because they, they've, they've been getting up early. Like you see a lot of games like with four or five runs by the time the third inning rolls around. And then it's really the bullpen guys like Tyler Kinley, like who have been holding it down. And if they can like maintain that, I think, you know, the Rockies are going to be better than expected. So they have, they were 74 and 87 last year. Yeah. And obviously the big loss was Trevor Story. Mm-hmm. I, I believe Chris Bryant's better than Trevor Story honestly, as a player in the clubhouse honestly, and on the field. I don't know about his glove. I think Trevor Story had the better Agreed. glove. But other than that, I'd say that they're going to put up similar numbers. And the trend with Trevor Story last year and the year before, he did not hit as well as he should have. Well, he didn't want to be there. Yeah. They should have traded him at the deadline. That, that was the thing. He was expecting to be traded. And then when that doesn't happen, he was kind of really thrown off. Yeah, oh, yeah. but that's – I don't really think that's an excuse. Like, he should have played better to get traded, if anything. A lot right? of people thought that this team last year was a 100-loss team. So, I, mean, no, I feel no. like 74 and 86 was kind of a little more Also, than when you have to play four series against the Dodgers and Giants every year and Padres, like, that's not going to help the record at all. But – so I could I could see them be 500. Teams. Offensively, I do if not think their numbers will change much from having Trevor Story versus having Chris Bryant because they play that same kind of role. Like sometimes you put him in the two slot, sometimes you put him in the three, the four. Like you can really put him anywhere in the lineup, and he will produce. Yes, but the big difference is Chris Bryant wants to be there now. Yeah, and dude, that's and he knows exactly be what the Rockies year. needed. Like that was a revitalization. Like that was like a big old glass of lemonade on a super hot summer day bro like that was like hearing that and like hearing why chris bryant wanted to be here like kind of gave me hope for like the supposed dysfunctionality of the rockies because if you can bring guys like that in like you could do it a couple more times like i don't know the bullpen and the starting pitching is kind of meh because but i think the rockies are not as bad as people say they are bro that's that's been my whole thing, and that's all I'm trying to say. Is like I agree, but they're not going to be making the playoffs this year. No, next year maybe. So. But the reason why I'm really worried about the Rockies is the farm system. Yeah, they they're don't not good in that aspect. They're, they've never been that good at drafting, and the thing that always takes away from it is they'll always strike gold like once every four or five years. Like they're, you find like a Todd Helton or like a. Trevor Story or like a Matt Holiday or Troy Tulowitzki or like a Nolan Arenado or a Trevor Story. Like they are capable of drafting superstar players, but it's the timing of it that usually always just like, ugh. like if Troy Tulowitzki would have played like maybe one more year before, because I know that his rookie year was 2007. And if they would have gotten one more year sort of a production from him, I think they could have built around that more. But yeah, the farm system is always a big question mark because for how low they usually end up in the standings, you don't see them with like Kansas city or like Tampa Bay or even like Cincinnati or somebody like that, who usually always has a good farm system. 
But well, yeah. that's the direction I thought the Rockies were taking is the Tampa Bay direction. Which they should have. And that's why they should have traded Trevor Story at the deadline last year and gotten a couple. Because when you like it was a little different from the Nolan situation. When you make a trade in the offseason, usually teams are a little bit more reserved about giving up top prospects. And the only really notable prospect they got from the Cardinals was Austin Gomber. But I think that buy low, sell high, man. Like they should have gotten... Like, I don't know, teams like Chicago or like somebody like that was willing to pay a hefty price for Trevor Story. And the L that they took was like Dick Monford saying, no, we want the compensatory pick. Because, I mean, obviously, if you look at it, Trevor Story was one of those compensatory picks. Mm -hmm. And so was Nolan Arenado, actually, which is the crazy part. Nolan Arenado, he's actually leading the MLB with a 1.00 slugging and a 1.5 OPS. Yikes. And and I feel like he's going to have an MVP type year. Because if you look at for like the Cardinals, okay. when Paul Goldschmidt, when he first went to the Cardinals, he had a rough year. And then his second year is when he really started uh, taking off yep. when he got comfortable. So I could see Nolan having that same type of year. Uh, yeah, I mean, I can see it too. The Cardinals obviously have a good lineup. And uh, it's nice to see Albert Pujols out there slugging bombs. Yeah, he hit a 681st home run. I really hope he gets to 700. I don't think he will, but how cool would that be? It's going to be close. 700 home runs. How many do, what, probably three, four? I'm not sure on that exactly, but man. That's like you're getting up in like Barry Bonds, Babe Ruth, Hank Aaron territory. Like, that's scary. The trick is him staying healthy. And and yeah, he's 42 years old. Look, if he comes, keeps... If they keep putting him on the field, he'll hit it. But that's the thing of him actually heading out on that field and keeping up, uh, not being a detriment to his team. And the only reason he's like still able to come back to St. Louis is obviously because of the designated hitter, which the Rockies actually, I read, are leading the league in batting average, home runs, and on-base percentage from the designated hitter role in the National League. And wow, I never really thought about how much that would be an advantage for the Rockies, but looking at 100%. it now, I was kind of against it because I I like watching pitchers hit sometimes. I think it's fun. And then obviously a guy's like Herman Marquez who actually can hit a little bit. He's won the silver slugger for the pitchers a couple of years ago. I thought he should have won it last year too, hitting like 235 or 240 or something like that. But yeah, I think the designated hitter has improved more so than I thought it would. And I'd love to see the Rockies do more with it. Yeah, I mean, having a designated hitter with that altitude's fun. How about Connor Joe, man? Oof. Quick little storyline. Uh, starting today, Freddie Freeman makes his return to Atlanta against the Braves as the Dodgers play. Uh, Fun little uh, go Braves. Hate hate little rivalry because of how Freddie Freeman had left that organization. And Kenley Jansen, uh, they don't hate Freddie. All the Braves players were talking about him. They're saying, "No, oh, you know, we miss him." Kind of stinks he's not. Shout out to but, Tyler Matzik. But Matt Olson, he's taking off for the Braves as the new first baseman. This is the Unlimited Sports Show on the GoMileHigh.com. I'm Jeff, and we'll be back uh, talking some more sports. Every day across this country, hundreds of college radio stations take to the air, broadcasting music and programming that you won't hear anywhere else. It's one of the last places where people can really be able to actually say what they want to say. Without it, you wouldn't have a place for local artists to perform. Certain people need to have a chance, a fighting chance, and college radio is that place for it. College radio changes the lives of those who are involved with it and can change those who listen to it, too. This is where we 
start out, you know? From getting all this great experience working in college radio, it makes you want to work in real radio. College radio means finding yourself. It helped me find what I wanted to do in not only school, but in life. So support college radio by continuing to listen to this station and supporting the students who make it happen. College radio, now, more than ever. A message brought to you by this station and the College Radio Foundation. For more information, please visit collegeradio.org. Tired of that raggedy old shirt you keep telling yourself is your favorite? Um, I guess. Well, come to Spencer's Gifts for your new favorite shirt. Word! Right now, buy one shirt, get a second one half off, and you could be looking as fresh as our fake poop. Spencer's Gifts. Check us out online. Are you feeling droggy or tired? <laughs> Needing motivation or inspiration? Oh, yeah. Want to go to that party or need a workout? Oh, yeah. Well, then you need a bang. bang. This is not your average energy drink. Bang is a revolutionary drink that combines essential amino acids with clean ingredients and 300 milligrams of caffeine for a good-for-you fuel to last you all day. With over 40 different flavors, there's a bang for everyone. Bang Energy Drinks. Fuel your destiny. You know, it's been a long week. So why would you waste your valuable time with the same boring, tasteless beer your daddy used to buy? You're a person of conviction, a wise soul, a go-getter. And there's only one unique beer made specifically for the likes of you. Go ahead, open your fridge. Surprise, surprise. There's a blue moon waiting for you. Blue Moon is brewed with fresh Valencia orange peel that gives that unique flavor unmatched to all others. Blue Moon is best enjoyed after a long work week, during the game, or with your friends and loved ones. So no matter how you drink your Blue Moon, always remember, there's brighter days ahead. The Unlimited Sports Talk Radio Show, where we talk unlimited sports on Go Mile High Radio. Hey, I'm Jeff, and we're here on the Unlimited Sports Show on the GoMileHigh.com. Hey, Jeff. I'm here with Michael, Jack, and Eric over on the boards. Let's talk some NFL contract issues, money making. That it does. Uh, that it does. Today, Denzel Ward, Cleveland Browns Pro Bowl cornerback, got a five-year, $105 million contract extension with $7.125 million guaranteed. He's the second NFL corner to get the $100 million contract next to Jalen Ramsey. Uh, Pat Sertan next. I mean, I don't know. If you compare it to Jalen Ramsey, I mean, Jalen's played two more uh, seasons than Denzel. And three more Pro Bowl selections and then three first all-time pro compared to Denzel's zero. Ooh. Do you think Denzel Yikes. is worth the money quite yet or are the Browns just being the Browns? They're being the Browns. Both. I mean, it's the Browns he's being good. the Browns. I mean, no, he's good. He's good, but, I mean, is he his, like is he worth $100 million? Yeah, is he? Yeah, exactly. Is he worth $100 million? Um, we got five years to see. I don't know about that. 
I don't. Yeah, I don't know. Mm. Um, I wouldn't have done it. Right Look, now. you got enough money going to your quarterback that you don't even know how many games are going to play this year. Is this the Browns yeah. just trying to like prove to the world that they're like stable? Like, is this just kind of like a yeah, yeah? Look at us. See, we're locking down. We're normal. We're yeah, normal. We're team. normal. Yeah, yeah, we'll give a guy we who's a, I don't know. They don't know what they're doing. They haven't known what they're doing since they came back to Cleveland, and it's been sad because this team used to be a you know a championship team in the 20th century. Come the turn of the century, when they return back to Cleveland, I mean, this has been one of the like the laughing stock of the NFL next to the Detroit Lions. Yeah, I mean, it's the Browns, man. You can, you have to you can't take anything that they do at face value. And like, that's unfortunate, but they have just proven time and time and time again that they have no idea what they're doing. I'm going to put a question mark on this one. I like Denzel Ward. I think he's a nice player, but is this jumping the gun? Good Maybe. for Denzel. Yeah, no, I wouldn't pay. Get your bag, Denzel. Yeah, but if my team did it, I don't know about that. I, I don't I don't want that much. Right. To be money. honest, if they would have done that with like Patrick Sertan like two years from now and then he hasn't really like proved it. Like he had a good, uh, you know, rookie year, but he's a dang good rookie year. Yeah. PS2 going to take that next step in his sophomore year Dude, with the Broncos. I, it was his birthday the other day and they said he's literally only, he just turned 22 years old, which is insane. Like, oh, my God, the way he was playing out there last year. Like, that's not how rookie cornerbacks usually play, man. I mean, I'm pretty sure his dad gave him a lot of advice going into the NFL. Yeah, like does what help. to expect and, you know, was basically there week after week telling him, you know, what to expect, you know, going through an NFL yeah, season. So. I think more and more back to that draft when they were talking about the cornerbacks. And I remember Carolina and, like, they took J.C. Horn. And obviously, J.C. Horn got injured and we didn't really get to see what he was doing. But is that a dumb move? Like, in hindsight, is it officially, like – been enough time where we can say that Charlotte messed up on that pick. Like, why didn't they take Pat Sertan? Um, they, I, think, I think a lot of teams are asking themselves that. Yeah, right. And I mean, Asante I was, Samuel Jr. to the Chargers. I was fully prepared for the Broncos to draft Michael Parsons. And I thought, I mean, obviously it worked out. I mean, he had a crazy good year. Yeah. But other than that, like, I think that we lucked out. Like, imagine if they would have drafted J.C. Horn or, like, even, like, Justin Fields. Like, we'd be sitting here right now, like, oh, my God. With Justin Fields, I would be like, because uh, Justin Fields didn't even get to, you know, I thought he was going to go in and at least start right away. I mean, he was going up against Andy Dalton. There were and, uh, so Nick many Foles. dorks that were, like, begging for us to, to draft a quarterback. And I, w- I was so against it. And I'm so glad we didn't. <laughs> the direction That's of our why franchise. Not in front office. I mean, out of the two that would have been available, Mac Jones or, or Justin Fields, I kind of would have personally rather have gone Mac Jones because Same. Mac Jones was just coming off of a championship year with Alabama. So, yeah, I mean, Mac. I don't know. Uh, now I would Jones. say that, but back then during the draft, True. we didn't really know what Mac Jones was going to do in the NFL. Mac, Mac Jones was. I, I'll, I was. I was telling a lot of my friends and family this. Mac Jones coming out of Alabama was the most pro-ready quarterback out of that draft class. He doesn't. He probably had the lowest ceiling out of all the quarterbacks in that draft class, but he was the most ready to go from college to the NFL. Just because of his play style. And it also well, you, helps when Bill Belichick is your head coach. And you go from Nick Saban to Bill Belichick. Right. You like, what get, kind of trend? You can't get much <laughs> get richer. But even then, Bill Belichick must have saw something special in, in him right away because yeah, he, no. he released uh, former MVP in Cam Newton, you know, yeah. off the team. Yeah. Well, I mean, Cam Newton. I mean, anything. And then again, yeah, it's Cam Newton. That was broken Cam Newton. You could have yeah, taken Justin would've... Fields over Cam Newton at yeah. that point. You can't you can't throw the MVP in Cam Newton yeah. together when when it was that <laughs> he did year. win an MVP in 2015. Yeah, that was 2015. Yeah, that was dude. seven yeah. years ago, dog. 
on another quarterback uh, looking for a team. Uh, We got Colin Kaepernick, who is seriously wanting to return to the NFL, and he's now willing to take a backup role. He's backed off his only wanting to return to the NFL as a starter. Um, Do you think it's way too late for him now? No. Do you think there's a spot for Kaepernick in the league? Dude, he's better than Drew Locke. I'm upset mm-hmm. because it should have happened about two or three yeah, years ago. And yeah, if I remember correctly, like in the midst of all that controversy, the Broncos did offer him a contract in training camp to be the backup. Mm-hmm. And he said no. And so that kind of kickstarted the whole like, and obviously I think his head did get a little big there for a minute. I really can appreciate everything that he did and the stance that he took you know, kind of being the one to speak up about certain injustices. And I can and will appreciate that. I think he's a good guy. I think and he's been proved that he's been ready, man. And you can only stay ready for so long before you get an opportunity knock. And if not in the NFL, then I'm sure he absolutely has a place in the USFL oh, or the XFL. Good Dude, he would be the viewership. best quarter. He would be the best quarterback in the USFL if he's in the team right now. Paxton, oh, come on, Paxton, Paxton Lynch. Oh, no, Paxton. He's not even, yeah, he's not even starting. I'm ashamed to share a last name with that. (laughs) Paxton Lynch making my prediction of Jeff Fisher going 500 even more likely because uh, Paxton Lynch and Shea Patterson are kind of uh, not great quarterbacks at all. So Jeff Fisher uh, trying to get that Michigan Panthers team to be semi-competent. Hmm. Well, good luck. Did you guys, any of you guys watch any of the USFL games? No, I was going to ask you guys about that. Yeah, it was, it was actually the first game I watched. I didn't watch any of the other ones, but the first game I watched was the, the inaugural game. And that one was actually closer than I was expecting it to be. I mean, it, it did come down to the wire and it was kind of fun. Um, I just remember walking in the living room on a, a weekend and, and just seeing, you know, football field. And I was like, ah, football's back. And kind of just got that excited feeling. Well, I actually watched the game, but I didn't watch any same. other ones. I it saw some highlights, same but it kind of just made me miss the NFL more. Right. It was like, ooh, I'm ready for that. I mean, three million viewers tuned in. Exactly. I was one of those. Two uh, that's what they said. The one thing I did like about. Uh, I like their drone shots that they had. I think that's uh, I, I have. No, the drone shots I weren't clear like enough. The they were kind of goofy. I like um, the cam in the helmet. I like the cam in the helmet. Mm-hmm. I like that. That was cool. cool. I saw one of those highlights. That's it. And the other thing that I was hearing about is that to make more accurate ball spots, they put a chip into the ball. To where they can get like an I, – I, I don't know why the NFL hasn't that, done that. Yeah, I think the – soccer does it. The NFL needs to go yeah. away from uh, the chains. They need to adopt the idea the USFL has. I with, like yeah, the chains. The NFL though. needs yeah, to be more – The there's chains so are so nostalgic. There's so much room I for know, error. But I don't know. It just reminds me of high school football games and moving the chains. The, the point is like – yeah, for high school and all that, like whatever. Like bring out the chains. Yeah, but – I think we're at a point technologically now where like sports are going to like start revving it up, man. Like, especially they, they should have, a, they should have a chip in every ball. Honestly, like, why not? Like, let's get more accurate, like measures. Dude, I'll of, tell like, you what, automatic strike zones coming in. I an MLB. hope so. It's in the minor leagues right now. It's Give me my robot. That's be easy. Dude. I honestly think that we need robo lumps in the NBA. Like so how, how has it been? In you the, can't in do that. We talked about this on the show. You how? can't. Bro, how you think that there's not some kind of AI out there that can like analyze Dude, and tell me when a guy travels? No, <laughs> Dude, even if you put You're a chip in the 2050, ball, maybe in 2050, we'll get something like that. We need it now because these NBA <laughs> reps probably like go on their shoes and like, yeah, yeah I don't know. These NBA oh reps, the NBA reps <laughs> make me so mad, bro. Because 
it's so subjective and it's like every single person is called differently and it makes no sense like you saw what happened to demarcus cousins like you can't tell me that the nba officials do not like demarcus cousins and go harder on him than they do on other players you can't tell me that's not true you can't i mean demarcus he has the toughest whistle dude everything he does it's under a microscope and it's been that way for years, he, he kind of did that to himself Dude, with his we aggression. Forget, we forget that DeMarcus Cousins used to be probably the best center in the NBA. Dude, I remember 100%. that game. He dropped, he dropped 55 points in a game. Dude. He was really the only big center back then he when changed. there was really no yeah, that, We thought the center position was dead until yeah. Joel and Jokic came back. But DeMarcus Cousins was the precursor for all of that. And he was the, guy the most unfair officiated sport is the NBA. Absolutely. And I think we need we, we're at the point now, bro. we can do something. There, there can be something because the bias just it, it doesn't make any sense. And it makes it so much less fun You're to gonna watch. Have to wait a couple of years on that one. Oh, God. Robo umps and NBA. AI umps. This is the Unlimited Sports Show on GoMileHigh.com. We'll be back with a open opening closed or closed Super Bowl window for NFL teams around the league. So I'm taking a trip over to Tibet, you know, see the sights, climb a hill or two. But I remember, oh man, I got one guy out here who I actually know. So I give an old ringy dingy to the Lama. What? You know, the Dalai Lama, uh-huh. his laminescence, really? flowing robes, grace, bald, striking really. I says to the lamb, hey, you remember that round I carried for you down in Shangri-La? Well, apparently some station out in Lakewood taped the whole thing. Oh. See, the lamb is a big hitter. Nailed two eagles in a row that day. Well, he says, what station could have possibly gotten all the way out to my sacred holy lands in Shangri? I says it was none other than go my high day camp, lamb. Uh-huh. They got the best sports coverage in the state. The lamb actually tips me this time 2-1. So he pretty much stiffed me again, but I got him hooked on GoMileHigh.com. So I got that going for me, which is nice. It's great. GoMileHigh.com. Hey, man. What's wrong? I'm feeling lost. Lost? Yeah. I feel like my choices in life aren't getting me anywhere. And I feel like I don't have a voice. Well, did you know that the Colorado Media School is the perfect way for you to get that outlet? Really? Yeah. Because at the Colorado Media School, you can have a voice. Enrollment starts today. So find your voice at beyondair.com. It's changed my life. Let it change yours. Hey, Colorado sports fans, you're listening to GoMileHigh.com, a student-operated station live from the Colorado Media School Studios here in Belmar, giving you a different perspective on all things current. Stop torturing yourself, fans. Live in the now. So stay tuned to see what's coming up next on GoMileHigh.com, Colorado's sports lifestyle. Show Every day across this country, hundreds of college radio stations take to the air, broadcasting music and programming that you won't hear anywhere else. It's one of the last places where people can really be able to actually say what they want to say. Without it, you wouldn't have a place for local artists to perform. Certain people need to have a chance, a fighting chance, and College Radio is that place for it. College Radio changes the lives of those who are involved with it, and can change those who listen to it too. This is where 
where we start out, you know? From getting all this great experience working in college radio, it makes you want to work in real radio. College radio means finding yourself. It helped me find what I wanted to do in not only school, but in life. So support college radio by continuing to listen to this station and supporting the students who make it happen. College radio, now, more than ever. A message brought to you by this station and the College Radio Foundation. For more information, please visit collegeradio.org. Welcome back to the Unlimited Sports Show. You gotta be unlimited. You gotta have a thought process of being unlimited. This is the Unlimited Sports Show on GoMileHigh.com. I'm Jeff here with Michael and Jack and Eric over on the boards. Good there? Good check. Can't hear anything. I'm looking at Michael. Michael looks horribly confused. I don't know what. I don't think it was. Anyways, go ahead. To be less confused, uh, let me name some teams in the NFL. Tell me if you think their Super Bowl window is wide open, open, closing, or closed. Let's start with the AFC East. And at the bottom, let's go with the New York Jets. Close for business. It's got the flex seal. Well, usually window seal. There's no way. With Daniel Jones as a Why manager would you of your that restaurant, that's permanent. Can we be like adults and like ignore those crap teams? True. Honestly, that's Well, fair. that's the thing. Usually when you say the windows closed or open, usually it's a team that is usually All good. Right, let's list five teams the Jets, right now. The that Jets are don't even have a house to have a window. <laughs> You're right. So why are we saying the Jets are have an open window or a closed window? Uh, they don't let, even have let, a window. I, I just want to throw one of the garbage teams out there, see if you guys think uh, that. Uh, would you think we were going to say open? The championship window is open. Uh, let's go with uh, New England Patriots and Mac Jones. Closed. For no, business. I would say it's open. Open just because how young Mac Jones is still. Yeah, and how old Belichick is. It just dude. opened up for them. I, I, I think New England is on the downfall. Mm, I think they'll get approved. I don't know. They're not. They just there's nothing exciting about them to me. Like Mac Jones does not excite me. Like, well, it's kind of how a, the Patriots always have been. Yeah, but I mean, they had Tom Brady, dude. Like, he was always fun to watch. Well, that's just because of Brady's stature. Yeah, but other than that, the the Patriots are not a good franchise if you take out all the Tom Brady years. Yeah, but the Brady years is a lot of years. That's about 20 years. It was a lot of years. And that division, do you guys want to go north or south with the other two teams there? Where do you want to start? You want to start in Miami or Buffalo? Let's go north. Let's jump on some tables, North, man. north. What do you guys think about the Buffalo Bills? Open. Okay. 100%. I think, I think it's wide open at least for the next six, Dude, they're open years. late nights. Dude, that's a long one. They're open the graveyard shift. They're they're one of those like restaurants yeah. that like suspiciously is always open. They like their bedroom nice and cold. If the Bills do not reach the Super Bowl this year, I'll be very disappointed. In oh, yeah. Because everything is projected to go in their way. Um, I feel like if they have to face the Kansas City Chiefs, there's no way they're going to lose three they're straight Super Bowl or three bust. straight years to them. They're one of no the way. few teams that's Super Bowl or bust right now. Yes, but they have to come through. I mean, the Bills also got some help with the new overtime rule in playoff games. Uh, yeah, and they got because they Miller cried too. about it enough. They got Von Miller. Uh, I think they need help at running back because 100%. yeah, yeah that's one position back? on offense that I feel like is a big question. Remember when the Bills gave up Marshawn Lynch for a bag of chips, dude? Marshawn Lynch's beast mode, man. There's a reason that was his name. My cousin Marshawn out here putting up a good name for our family and the good name that Paxton is besmirched. (laughs) (laughs) Let's go down to South Beach with Tua and his new weapons. Nope. What do you think about their Super Bowl Not even close. Um, Thing open for only this year. See what Tua can do. Yeah, exactly. This is a a year to really evaluate him. I think it's 
partially cracked open because you give they're finally trying to build around Tua, even though I don't think Tua's that guy. Tua is not that guy, buddy. He's not that guy. Trust me, you're not that guy. Trust me, you're not that guy. Skipping uh, Tyreek Hill is that guy. That's true. And he got a big old bag and gets to live in Miami Beach. So Tyreek he's the real from, winner. Tyreek went from a Bugatti Veyron to a used 2001 Toyota Corolla. He also went from living in Missouri to living in Florida. <laughs> so Hold he's on. the real winner. Yeah. Jack, you got to say it right. He went from misery to South uh, Beach. Uh, 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 let's Jesus. go to the AFC North here. I mean, every team here probably can compete. There we go. Let's, let's start with the Super Bowl. Runner-up, Cincinnati Bengals. Open. 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 The widest. Every single team except for the Pittsburgh Steelers is open in that division. Brownies. Yeah. They just got uh, Deshaun Watson, bro. Uh, they just paid $200 yeah, million dollars uh, for Brownies. A- Browns are going to brown. I mean, Close. if you, you have to think Close. about this in Rebuild. that hypothetical situation. Rebuild like, yet again. Dude, the Browns are like, I'm not going to sleep on them at all. Like, I don't I, care how many games Deshaun Watson gets suspended for. Like, I think he's going to come back and, like, play like that, dude. I think it's closing because I don't think Deshaun Watson's going to be good for more than two years because I think it's going to be a, too much of a mental toll. I don't him. even think Deshaun Watson plays know. this year. Dude, he survived the Texans. Deshaun Watson does even well, play and this year. all the court cases. I mean, his mental health. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to need a massage after that one. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> let's go. I can't believe he would go there. Hopefully let's, he goes to the team trainer like a normal person. Let's let's get out of uh, massage territory. What do you, you guys think about <laughs> Baltimore Ravens and Lamar Jackson? Open. Open, Open but he, he needs to have a bounce back here. He needs to show something. Dude was uh, hurt. <laughs> yeah, he was hurt for Because he, all he does years. is run, bro. He needs to stop running so He's much. He needs running to sit back. there and be an established pocket quarterback. Lamar. And then run when it's necessary. Run when he can see it's open. Not I like Lamar. On every honestly. other play Lamar when defenses needs to are picking it up. I like watching him play. Like, he's one of my favorite quarterbacks. He's electrifying, but he's got to be careful, man. He can't just keep taking these beatings on his body. He's going to have a short career. They need to up that O-line. Did they? Did Baltimore do anything for their O-line? Um, I don't think so. I think they're just hoping everybody gets healthy. But I think Andrew Villanueva, oh, he was yeah. on, I think he retired. The only Baltimore Raven offensive line news I got this offseason was that uh, Michael Orr said that the movie <laughs> was all a lie. Here's, here's probably the weakest so division funny. in the AFC. We only got really two teams that have the possibility to even be a playoff team. Uh, what do you guys think about, and honestly, the weaker of the two teams, the Indianapolis Colts and their Super Bowl window? Uh, I would I think it's open. I wouldn't say it's open. You got former MVP Matt Ryan mm-hmm. at the helm. Yeah. You got... Uh, uh, probably MVP guy. favorite last year with Jonathan Taylor, who's oh yeah doing a great job on offense, man. He's and if they could get another offensive weapon receiver wise, like bring back Julio, yeah, they, Ooh. that's what I, I'm hoping they okay. do. But I don't know. I haven't heard anything. I, I've about heard us do it. I've heard a few rumors that they're in contact with Julio as a possible option to come in there right. and try to replace Ty Hilton. Did Julio play very well for Tennessee? I know no. he played for them for no. one. It was Ryan Tannehill, bro. It was Ryan a Ryan Tannehill Tannehill thing. Is, he should have been slinging it out there, but of course you got Derrick Henry. But even when they didn't have Derrick Henry, he wasn't like, you know, given Julio Jones or A.J. Brown, who A.J. Brown suddenly wants a, a contract extension. is not going to return to play. And staying so on that, that. So like staying on that uh, Tennessee team, the Music City team. What do you guys think about the Titans Super Bowl window? Mm, I don't know if they have it's a closing. Window. It's closing for them. It is closing. They need to Considering figure out quarterback. Yes. I don't think they're going to have a better off. I don't think they're going to have a better record than they did last year. No. 
that was kind of a one and it'll be the a little bit two two less wins probably yeah, probably we'll get, same situation we'll they'll get be Derek Henry for the whole year they I personally think they reached a little too far with giving Ryan Tannehill the contract they gave him because it kind of hamstrings themselves as a team well yeah and then you know Derek Henry's health is the main thing but if they keep having to go to him because that's how they win their games is uh, Derek Henry I mean he's just going to get hurt again probably Coming to probably the most stacked division in the NFL so far this in this coming season at the QB position. Let's start with uh, the Kansas City Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes. Dude, they're all open. They're it's all it's open. still open. They are all. They're open. still the best team in the AFC West. It's the best division in I'm, football. No matter what the Broncos, Raiders, Chargers did, they're still the number one team in the. AFC I'm gonna West. look three years ahead here with the Chiefs. I'm gonna start to say it's closing. Just because I believe Andy Reid is going to retire here soon. And I don't think Eric Bieniemy he's going to probably be the next head coach. And I don't think he's going to be able to do the same things Andy Reid have done with this team. Well, who knows in three years from now. But for right now, it's open. I mean, that whole division. Like yeah, what if Patrick saying, Mahomes so. all of a sudden was like, I don't want to play in Kansas City. <laughs> just what if, guys. I'm just saying, what if. I mean, I, I always <laughs> kind of had a feeling that Patrick Mahomes is going to burn out because – I mean, obviously, he put up crazy numbers in his first, but I, I never thought that that could be sustained for like a Tom Brady amount of time. Like, like I feel like the eminent like collapse of the Chiefs is going to happen. And I think it starts with this year with the Raiders and the Broncos upping their game so much. I like, feel like Kansas City had a cakewalk on the division like for a few years there. One of these teams has got to take over the AFC West. And I feel like this is the year that I feel like this is going to be the first time Kansas City doesn't win. The AFC West title. I hope they are. Let's so, go I'm all sick of those guys, bro. the I'm way out sick west of them. with uh, SoFi Stadium, Renters, Los Angeles Chargers. They're legit, bro. I hate to say it, but like Herbert is legit. Mm-hmm. He, he's so awesome to watch. Like he, I, I never really saw John Elway play, but whenever I see like the highlights of Herbert and like I feel like he's like a very like John Elway-esque passer. No, John Elway was one one once in a lifetime type of player. Yeah, but man. dude, I'm John Elway. I'm not great, kidding. But I'm not saying Herbert, Justin Herbert is Herbert not is bad. legit. And um, I I hate the Chargers. The team around him, you know, I that think, defense. Yeah, that's a big hole for sure. Um, they probably have the weakest defense. I, I hated the fact I lost total respect for them last year when they tried going for the tie against Oakland or not Oakland, but Las Vegas and Las Vegas went for the win. That would have been so, so after that, after watching them, I was like, they, they'd rather go for a tie than go for the win. You know, it's just, well, that's head coaching. I, and they weren't trying to go for the tie. The funniest thing I, Oh, they wanted that tie, bro. Well, both they, it was a guaranteed they win. They could have done things. It was a guaranteed well, they, they shot playoff. themselves in the foot that game. They didn't try to tie it. They called that timeout when they shouldn't because Oakland yeah, was gonna it was let it be or, a tie. Yeah. I think they that yeah, it. that was the funniest thing they that it came out later reported that the Raiders were going to allow the tie if well, yeah. the Chargers didn't call that time out there. Yeah, Both so if you're thinking about it, yeah. the Chargers didn't want the tie. They wanted to lose. Anyway, Chargers are going to Chargers, so that's all you need to know. Let's come back east a little bit. And I'm saying Justin Herbert is legit, dog. What do you guys think about the Las Vegas Raiders' chances? Open. They're all open. open. They're all open. Everybody in the AFC West is open. But Derek Carr is definitely the worst quarterback in the AFC West. Yeah. We can all agree upon Who that. Who do you think... Their Super Bowl window closes soonest in the AFC West. Depending on Chiefs. how. Oh, yeah. Closes the soonest. Definitely the Chiefs. They've had their ride in the sunshine. It's so already closing. Bro. It's I'm going to go. I'm going to go with Raiders just because. Oh, Josh, Josh McDaniels. Daniels. Yeah. <laughs> that should be enough right there. Josh um, McDaniels is, is reported saying he's not going to take the Patriots way anymore with 
the way he runs his team. You well, can take the Patriots way out of the system, but you can't take the system out of the Patriots. Well, that and because I believe this is the best team Derek Carr's ever had Facts. around him. Devontae so let's Adams. say he doesn't perform as well, or he just starts going on a downslope. Well, it's time to get a new quarterback. And so I believe that's how their window will close. I'm going to bring up three NFC teams here really quick. Do you think, what do you think about the 49ers Super Bowl window? Closed. Yeah, if they're going to go to Trey Lance, it's, it's going to be closed. Dude, they had two legit shots to win a Super Bowl where they kind of cakewalked their way into it and just absolutely messed it up. I don't really have faith in them. I think they're kind of a one and done sort of team. I don't really think that they have, like, cause they're not beating the Rams in that division. Yeah, I'm going closed just because they had their shots, bro. Having a great quarterback is the number one thing for an NFL team. Yeah, we don't know anything about Trey Lance. And Garoppolo obviously isn't that guy because they've been talking so much about getting rid of him, even though he gave him a lot of success. Mm-hmm. Let me let me get these two really quick before we go to break here. What do you think about the Green Bay Packers Super Bowl window? Close. They got no money. As long as you have Rodgers, it's open. Eh. No, it's been closed for a while. It's, it's been closed since 2012, bro. I mean, I don't know. He has that. not been able to come through in a playoff game. He has, when was the last that, time he went back to the Super Bowl? They're just not that complete of a team. You can win as many MVPs as you want, bro, but you know what? They allocated all their resources to one you, player. Them losing you Devontae can't keep Adams going huge. to the playoffs and saying, oh, it's been closed the entire time. Yeah, you closed, can. Man. Look at San Francisco. Yeah, right. look how many times you go to the playoffs and not come through. And then but quickly. But that's not window closed. Window closed is okay, rebuild. You're not making it to the they playoffs. Should. They're rebuilding. I'm they sure, should have promised you that. Then quickly, Jack's bandwagon team if he was to cheat on the Denver Broncos, the Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> they, they don't have a shot. They don't have a shot. I think it's crap. They can tough. win the East, though. They can win the they East. They can win the East, yeah. But that's uh, it. I don't mm-hmm. see them going any further. I think it's, it's tough because they're open. still pretty good, but they got worse. Yeah. And that's not what you want. I mean, they didn't get better. Their window is closing. Yeah. I will say that. They had that one shot a couple years ago. Yeah, but I mean, last year was their best chance. Yeah, that's they need better from Zeke. Then it didn't help. The Broncos kind of exposed him in that that week game oh, they, they played against. Exposed that crap out of him. What How a about fun them game. Cowboys? That was the most fun game, the most fun Bronco game since like the Peyton Manning era. Can't cap. And this is the Unlimited Sports Show on GoMileHigh.com. We'll be right back. Every day across this country, hundreds of college radio stations take to the air, broadcasting music and programming that you won't hear anywhere else. It's one of the last places where people can really be able to actually say what they want to say. Without it, you wouldn't have a place for local artists to perform. Certain people need to have a chance, a fighting chance, and college radio is that place for it. College radio changes the lives of those who are involved with it and can change those who listen to it, too. This is where we start out, you know, from getting all this great experience working in college radio makes you want to work in real radio. College radio means finding yourself. It helped me find what I wanted to do in not only school, but in life. So support college radio by continuing to listen to this station and supporting the students who make it happen. College radio now more than ever. A message brought to you by this station and the College Radio Foundation. For more information, please visit collegeradio.org. Are you feeling droggy or tired? (laughs) Needing motivation or inspiration? Want to go to that party or need a workout? Well, then you need a bang. Bang! 
This is not your average energy drink. Bang is a revolutionary drink that combines essential amino acids with clean ingredients and 300 milligrams of caffeine for a good-for-you fuel to last you all day. With over 40 different flavors, there's a bang for everyone. Bang Energy Drinks. Fuel your destiny. Man, I'm hungry than four dudes. Well, I'm hungry than five. Well, who's you? What you doing in my house, Jack? I work for Little Caesars. Here to offer you some crazy calzone. Let's try some extra most bestest pepperoni. And to top it off with some crazy bread with that crazy sauce. I'm going to enjoy all of this by myself. You got to go. Bummer. Get a great deal on some hot and ready pizza at Little Caesars. Pizza, pizza. Hey, man. What's wrong? I'm feeling lost. Lost? Yeah. I feel like my choices in life aren't getting me anywhere. And I feel like I don't have a voice. Well, did you know that the Colorado Media School is the perfect way for you to get that outlet? Really? Yeah. Because at the Colorado Media School, you can have a voice. Enrollment starts today. So find your voice at beyondair.com. It's changed my life. Let it change yours. Hey, Colorado sports fans, you're listening to GoMileHigh.com, a student-operated station live from the Colorado Media School Studios here in Belmar, giving you a different perspective on all things current. Stop torturing yourself, fans. Live in the now. So stay tuned to see what's coming up next on GoMileHigh.com, Colorado's sports lifestyle. Show <laughs> This is the Unlimited Sports Show. It's where you get all the unlimited sports information you need. Breathing is hard. Being tested. Somebody stop that This is the Unlimited Sports Show on GoMileHigh.com. I'm Jeff here with Michael and Jack and Eric over on the boards. Coming back to the NBA playoffs, who do you think is going to... Be the team that takes every series. Denver Nuggets. Let's go. What do you mean when they take every series? As in winning the championship? Yeah. In the first round, who do you think advances? Oh, Oh, I see. Uh, If we're going down the list, I mean, Phoenix, Utah, Milwaukee, Golden State, Memphis. Uh, I think it's going to be a gentleman's sweep at the Golden State. What does that mean? it's uh four. You you go to game five. The Nuggets win one game. Warriors win. Four. Why is that called a gentleman's sweep? Like Be you generous. just give them one. Like oh, I'm yeah. such a gentleman. Take a game. Yeah. <laughs> you you give the other team a game That's to feel good about themselves. Dorky saying. I've heard that so many times that I never actually bothered to ask what it meant. <laughs> now I know. I'll tell you now what. Miami's gonna straight up sweep Atlanta. Yikes. I would not want to. Oh, no doubt. Was it Trey Young? I see Trey. He had eight points. points. I I like the fact that Trey Young and uh, uh, what's the name? We're getting into it with each other. I mean, this is Jimmy Butler. It's it's good. Yeah. I mean, Jimmy Butler and Miami Heat are going to come away with it. Duncan Robinson, man. He had like eight threes in that game. So that is playoff high. They're going off, man. So, yeah, Miami, they're probably going to sweep them. I would love, honestly, to, I feel like the Heat are legit and I think they're going to make it far, but I don't see them getting to the finals this year. I don't think I don't think the Heat are going to replicate. I don't even think they're better than Philadelphia, honestly. I don't think the Heat are going to replicate that uh, bubble success they had where they almost uh, got their Mickey Mouse ring. Mickey Mouse ring. <laughs> they could, but I, just, I, I would see sweep of the Clippers. Teams like Milwaukee, 
Boston, Brooklyn, and Sixers making it past them. Yeah. I think the Nets, honestly, are even better than the Heat. Full strength. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. I mean, the, I mean, they have... They're not. They, they have some dudes. They're legit, bro. They and are legit. Kyle Lowry. People forget about Kyle Lowry a lot. Oh, I actually did forget Kyle, Kyle Lowry. Kyle Lowry. Kyle, Ra- Kyle Lowry showed why he was... Uh, why he got out of why you're sent out of Toronto because uh, playoff Lowry is a lot different than regular season Lowry. He's pretty consistent, honestly. Like, he's just a good player. Mm-hmm. I, I still always I, – it was weird. I don't even think of him as being on the heat. He's, like, such a, like, Toronto Raptor staple. Yeah, he got a statue. They should put his – yeah, they should retire his jersey once Oh, they will. Time. What yeah. about the Warriors beating the Nuggets, man? How do you Not going to happen. Man? Steph Curry sucks. Clay Thompson is going to go over 10. I don't think uh, Steph Curry sucks, but Jack was wanting yeah, they also. the Nuggets to Zaza Pachulia. I mean, hey, man, whatever it Steph. takes. Whatever it takes. Got to get the dub just, somehow. Get it how you can. We just need to face reality, man. It's This year is just not going to be the year for the hey, Nuggets. It's another way. Fortunately, as hard as it's, it is to accept that. Ye of little faith. It's another way to Oh, if, if Jamal Murray and, and Michael Porter Jr. come and back. And who says Jokic doesn't playoff. drop 50 tonight? Who knows? You know what? You know what? Yeah, you got a point. Who knows? Exactly. Let's go, bro. Nuggets. Ride for your team. Speaking, <laughs> there you go. Now you're talking. Now you're talking. Speaking <laughs> on the MVP finalist, Jokic, Giannis Antetokounmpo, and there Joel Embiid. Uh, we already know the D- DPO Defensive Player of the Year is Marcus Smart. Who do you guys think are going to win the awards in terms of MVP, Rookie of the Year, Sixth Man, Coach? Jokic all the way. Yeah, for MVP, it's going to be Jokic. With his numbers, I mean, 2,000, 1,500. I mean, don't the, need the to say much more than that. The other crazy part, like, nobody even talks about is, like, we already know how three-quarters of the voters voted. Yeah. Their majority and it's Jokic, Jokic by a significant... And I think I read somewhere that, like, even if every single vote that we don't know yet is Joel for first place, it's still going to be Jokic. So, yeah. I'm going to be absolutely stunned if it's not... Not only because he deserves it, but because we already kind of know who everybody voted for. Because most of the uh, media members and stuff like that, they put out their vote on like Twitter or whatever. Right. And I think it's going to be Jokic. Um, Antetokounmpo and, and both Embiid did You can make a case. Year. You can make a case for them, absolutely. You know, with Embiid, you know, coming through with the scoring title. Um, and then Antetokounmpo with what he was able to do um, in some of these games against these top guys, you know, so... The problem is for Embiid, though, is he lost his games against the other two MVP right. leaders. That, and late in the season, especially. So Yeah, and it wasn't even really like... Because we because obviously Joel Embiid had been injured for the last like three or four matchups that the Nuggets and Sixers had. So when it was kind you know finally time, like all the Sixers fans talking about, oh, Embiid and Jokic one-on-one Embiid. Like, no, bro. He got shut down. The Nuggets won easily in that game. It really wasn't even close. And... I'm not even saying that because Joel Embiid's obviously like the second best player in the league. But if you just look at the team, it's the team situation, man. We've been talking about this forever. Like what Jokic did with the team of Uber drivers and McDonald's fry cooks, taking them to the playoffs, like was way more impressive than whatever Embiid did. I don't know, dude. You said like the Nuggets won the easy. They only won by four. Yeah, but if you look at the matchup, like how Jokic and Embiid play against each other. If they can get these games close... Jokic will take this team on his back and he'll pull those victories because that's what we saw against the 76ers. He's just more versatile. Joel right had player. 34 points, 9 rebounds, 4 assists, and then Jokic had 22 points, 13 rebounds, 8 assists. They he locked pretty him much down, though. Almost another triple-double. 
I don't know if locking him down is 34 points. Well, I mean, it was the hype up of the year, dude. The Sixers fans were waiting for that game. They were begging for okay, it. Okay, so so the most of us agree that Jokic is going to be MVP. So let's move on to Defensive Player of the Year. Oh, we Here's, already know that one. Marcus Hart already won. That one already came out earlier ooh. today. When? Like, yeah, like literally, we talked ago. about it before, the show like started. just before the show started. <laughs> show to the the pre meeting before the show. All right, then who won Rookie of the Year? Well, uh, we don't know that. We yet. got the top. Well, why three? would they announce just one award? Because they do. Because they the do it like throughout the. Series. That doesn't make sense. What do you mean? They I like it a lot better. I think you guys are just trying to pull my leg. No, no Marcus Smart. It literally just it came out like ten minutes before we started the show. The Marcus. So then, who won Rookie of the Year? Scotty Barnes, Kate Cunningham, Evan Mobley. The only one known as Defensive Player of the Year. That's that's the only award. Well, now I'm right asking now. you guys. I think Kate Cunningham. You think Kate Cunningham? I think Evan Mobley. But Scotty Barnes is also. Dude, you li- literally, I wouldn't be shocked if any three right. of them. Jalen Green, too. He's pretty good. I don't know. I don't really pay attention to those. Jalen Green's not one of the finalists. It's he's Evan not? Mobley, Scotty Barnes, Kate Cunningham. Yeah. Oh, um, I don't really know much about Kate Cunningham. Who played at Duke? That's, that's who I'm going with. Who played at Duke? <laughs> I don't know. I think it's between Kate and Scotty. I think Evan won't get it just because of the game setting this. Yes. Yeah. Uh, what about most improved player of the year? You have Darius Garland of Cleveland, John Morant, Memphis, and then DeJounte Murray of San Antonio. I thought it was weird that John Morant was up for that most improved. Because I, I feel like the most improved player is like somebody who didn't have expectations coming into the year and then overproved them. Like everybody knew John Morant was going to have this another great year. And he did. That one kind of well, it's, it's That's one of the awards that's more stat based so like the if they doubled their points per game uh like that but again this is one of those awards where i could see any of them winning and i wouldn't be shocked i honestly thought Dejounte murray was a rookie uh he's second second or third year pro on the spurs with with what memphis or i mean with what john morant was able to do uh compared to last year to this year 19 points in 2020 and then 27 points in 2021 so that's a huge leap and he was in the MVP conversation mm-hmm. uh, just a couple months ago. He missed ago. too many games. Yeah. But right, yeah, he too missed too many, too many injuries. Uh, sixth man of the year, we got Tyler Hero, Easy. Cam Johnson, and Kevin Love. That was Tyler, Tyler Hero. Hero. Right? Yeah. I mean, Kevin Kevin Love did have – I think Kevin Love should have been in conversation for comeback player of the year. Tyler Hero is super young, too. He was on that uh, team that went all the way to the uh, most NBA Finals. So, Tyler Hero, yeah, he's going to come away with this. But that whole Miami team is just good. Well, this is the award that a lot of people predicted before the season even started. Once they announced that Tyler Hero would be coming off the bench, everyone was thinking, oh, all right, well, there's your six man. 20.7 points per game, 40% from the three-point line. Woo! He deserves to be a starter, but most likely somewhere else. Yeah, but I think he, he knows his role on this Miami Heat team. First seed, I think it's good how it is now. Check it out next year. See, staying see what on the his coach. Like. We he's also up for coach of the year. Eric Spolstra, Monty Williams, and Taylor Jenkins. I think the Memphis coach would win, man. Why not? Mm, I, I feel like that was more on on what John Morant was able but, to do. I mean, no, he was out for so. such a significant amount of time, yeah. and they had a better record without him. Monty Williams, all the way. <sighs> that record, a, another tough one. I, I think it that absolutely has to itself. be the Memphis coach, man. I don't even think that's a question. I think that's the most runaway one of them all. Do you think that uh, Michael Malone should have been considered for this? No. No. Uh, not at all? The Nuggets had a no. worse With what run. he was able to do with just one superstar? You, no. That's more Jokic than Malone. Because Malone is so inconsistent with all the lineups he puts out. Like I would have him unfit for coach of the year. I mean, top 10 for sure. But, I mean, I wouldn't. Go. I mean, if they, if they had a... 
I don't know, man. I, the, I don't. I don't. Even the problem with not that this one, year, not with, this year for Malone. With Michael Malone is the fact that the Nuggets had a worse record from last year to this year, and he won Coach of the Year last last like one or two seasons ago, I believe. Yeah, but then, yeah, but then when won. when Michael Porter Jr. went down, I really thought oh, they might not make the playoffs this year. But that they did on the back of the Serbian soul snatcher. <laughs> Born in wartime. I like Serbian Son nightmare, some, but that's a good one too. This is the Go Mile High Sports Talk Show on, my my apologies, GoMileHigh.com. This is the Unlimited Sports Show. We'll be right back after a quick break. Every day across this country, hundreds of college radio stations take to the air, broadcasting music and programming that you won't hear anywhere else. It's one of the last places where people can really be able to actually say what they want to say. Without it, you wouldn't have a place for local artists to perform. Certain people need to have a chance, a fighting chance, and college radio is that place for it. College radio changes the lives of those who are involved with it and can change those who listen to it, too. This is where we start out, you know, from getting all this great experience working in college radio it makes you want to work in real radio. College radio means finding yourself. It helped me find what I wanted to do in not only school, but in life. So support college radio by continuing to listen to this station and supporting the students who make it happen. College radio now more than ever. A message brought to you by this station and the College Radio Foundation. For more information, please visit collegeradio.org. Taking a trip over to Tibet, you uh-huh. know, see the sights, climb a hill or two. But I remember, oh man, I got one guy out here who I actually know. So I give an old ringy dingy to the Lama, what? you know, the Dalai Lama, uh-huh. his laminescence, really? flowing robes, grace, bald, striking, really. I says to the Lama, hey, you remember that round I carried for you down in Shangri La? Well, apparently some station out in Lakewood taped the whole thing. Oh. See, the Lama's a big hitter. Nailed two eagles in a row that day. Well, he says, what station could have possibly gotten all the way out to my sacred holy lands in Shangri? I says it was none other than GoMileHigh.com, Lama. Uh-huh. They got the best sports coverage in the state. The Lama actually tips me this time, 2-1. So he pretty much stiffed me again, but I got him hooked on GoMileHigh.com. So I got that going for me, which is nice. It's great. GoMileHigh.com. Are you sad that your favorite fast food chain got rid of your Mexican pizza? I'm so broken. Well, forget them and come get some tasty, authentic Mexican food at Taco Star. I highly recommend getting the carne asada burrito and make sure you get some of that extra green hot sauce. Taco Star, open 24-7. Tired of that raggedy old shirt you keep telling yourself is your favorite? Um, I guess. Well, come to Spencer's Gifts for your new favorite shirt. Word! Right now, buy one shirt, get a second one half off, and you could be looking as fresh as our fake poop. Spencer's Gifts. Check us out online. Welcome back to the Unlimited Sports Show. Gotta be unlimited. They gotta have a thought process of being unlimited. 
This is the, this is the Go Mile High at GoMileHigh.com, the Unlimited Sports Show. I'm Jeff here with Michael, Jack, and Eric over on the boards. So, 24 years ago today, legends such as Peyton Manning, Randy Moss, and Charles Woodson were all drafted. 98, what a year. What do you guys think was the best draft pick your NFL team made or an NFL team made in general? Ever? Ever. Best draft pick? I mean, for me, it's Tom Brady, easy. The Patriots and where they selected him. That's the best draft pick ever in any sport, probably. 199. Dude, that was he was he was a six round pick. I thought I thought you meant like your team. Oh, what was the best move? Did you say your team or your just team, any team or any team? Oh, any team. Uh, Broncos have never really like. I mean, I guess the trade for Shannon Sharp wasn't Terrell Davis undrafted. No, Terrell Davis was like a six round pick. So and I almost want to say that Terrell Davis was yeah. undrafted. No, I he almost want to say that. No, he was he was like a six round pick. <laughs> Eric seems pretty confident. I know about the Broncos left and right. I don't know. I don't know. No, you're thinking C.J. Anderson, who was undrafted. Whoa, uh, Chris Harris Jr., who I wasn't thinking about that. Terrell Davis, Rod Smith was undrafted. Oh, Rod Smith was who? Yeah, Terrell Davis was drafted in '95, sixth round. He was a round, like I said. Wow, you want a cupcake, Eric? I know what I'm talking about, bud. Listen to me. Sick, dude. Nice. He's essentially undrafted. No. No, that's still a draft for you. How many, how many Hall of Fame six-round draft picks have there been? Shannon Sharp was a seventh-round pick. Yeah, Shannon Sharp was a seventh-round. So that's another late-round pick the Broncos found. They just knew how to pick talent, man. Like Mike Shanahan in that era, he knew what he was doing. Yeah. For the most part. Uh, Jay Cutler is when things got out of, out of control. Clinton Portis. Clint Portis was a great running back. We turned Clint Portis, a guy who ruined his career, into a Hall of Fame corner. Was Clinton Portis right. a first round pick? Yeah, I, I think he was a second rounder. Uh, let me let me double check. I right. think. See, there's a difference between me saying he was and. <laughs> but I thought <laughs> but you I knew everything. He's a second round. Well, I think second round pick fifty one. Oh wow! But he was offensive right rookie again. of the year in two thousand two. Two times, bro. Come on, give me something else. Ooh, you I got right Bronco trivia. I got it. You didn't know that one. That's impressive. <laughs> <laughs> Who was the player the Broncos traded for John Elway? Uh, Hinton, the like lineman that we traded to the Colts. I mean, he had a pretty good career. He's got his number retired for Indianapolis. Hmm. Well, Baltimore at the time, but Indianapolis Ooh. now. Wow. Like Chris Hinton? Something like that? Mike Hinton? I don't know. It was something Hinton. But I know he wasn't a Denver Broncos, so I didn't care anymore. Um, I don't know. Draft picks, best. I don't know. Uh. I thought Von Miller, at number four in the uh, number two. Von was number two. Oh, I mean number two. Yeah. Get your Broncos trivia. That was bro. Uh, come on. I was thinking about my bad. Oh man. <laughs> Trying to get a little cocky there. <laughs> Shot myself in the foot. Anyway, Joe. Von Joe Miller cool number two. Draft Chris Hinton. Yeah, you were right. Chris Hinton. Chris, Chris Hinton. Hinton. Look at me, guys. He's relation to Kendall. Mike. Look Probably not. Yeah. That'd be cool if he was. <laughs> Joe Cool drafted in the third round. He wasn't a first rounder. Yeah, Joe Namath is overrated, bro. No, Joe Montana. Oh. Yeah, Joe Montana was a, a high I was going to say, bro, people like hype up Joe Namath like he was all that. Like he Joe, really was. Oh, dude, he, in the 80s, he was, man. He was that dude. Probably that dude lot, before yeah. anybody else, man. Back then. Joe Namath, honestly, if you look at his numbers, wasn't that great of a quarterback. That's what he, I'm saying. His numbers were not that great. Yeah, but back then, he was. But for the 80s, bro, they weren't. Yeah. They don't have the offense. Yeah. Like, 
that there is now. 80s I mean, was a lot different. 60s, dude. He started playing in 1965. Who? Joe Namath. Oh, yeah. Joe Namath, I believe he has cool. the... It's not stat of being the only Hall of Fame quarterback with a negative touchdown interception ratio. <laughs> yeah. He has but 173 God, touchdowns to 220 picks. He also cursed the Super Bowl for us that we lost against. Uh, I mean, the Broncos lost against the Seahawks with that terrible coin flip. <laughs> he put out there wearing the he, fur coat. He curses everything. Up. He cursed the, the Jets franchise after he won that. So after he guaranteed them. A championship in, two, in what 1969, and the closest they've gotten is with Mark Sanchez. Mark Sanchez. Mark Sanchez, bro. Doesn't Rex Ryan have a tattoo of like Mark I, Sanchez? I think on he's his got it covered up now. I was such a huge fan of Rex Ryan and those Jets in 2009, 2010. Yeah, when they went to the team. AFC Championship back to back years that and lost, be. but they oh. were such a fun team to watch, especially defensively. But Mark Sanchez, I yeah, I, I never thought he was at the butt fumble. The butt fumbles the were just stained up forever. <laughs> and then he tried to come back and like do announcing and stuff, and he was not fun to listen to at all. He could have been the Broncos quarterback. <laughs> could you yeah, imagine? I don't want to imagine that kind of world. <laughs> Outside the NFL, what other leagues do you think have had a very good late round draft pick find in like the NHL, MLB, NBA? I want to say. I'm thinking Mike Trout. I don't remember exactly where that pick was. He was but drafted low, wasn't he? I somewhat. I think the funniest thing is in uh, one of the MLB the shows, Mike Trout was a like F potential player. They had like all these negatives for him, and he <gasps> had like no positives. And now he's being considered one of the greatest baseball players of all time. Mike Trout was such so fun to watch. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually did yeah, a did. Uh, fantasy baseball league this year or at the beginning of this year, and I got Mike Trout, so I'm happy about that. Nice. Mm-hmm. He was a. Uh, Drafted first round 25th pick, but from what everyone's saying, like, oh, he's the next Ted Williams, that's pretty good getting him at 25th. What about Jokic, the only second Ooh, round pick? I almost forgot to be about MVP. That one. The funniest thing with that is I the remember about yeah, there's a Taco yes. Bell commercial <laughs> during his draft pick. There's like no moment of him getting a jersey or a hat or anything like that. It's just Taco, Taco Bell, Bell commercial. Only Jokic. Yeah, that's the best. I mean, NBA, the NBA draft is so much different because it's so much shorter than every other sport. Like, there really is only two rounds, right? Yeah. Because the rosters are so much smaller. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would say in MLB, there's like 30 rounds or something like that. Is there really? Uh, yeah, I think, dude. It's I think, so many. I think one of the best late round finds was the Mets with Mike Piazza. When was he drafted? Yeah, I think he was like a 27th, 28th round pick. There's 20 rounds in the MLB draft. There used That's to be quite more. A bit. Uh, yeah, I think Mike Piazza only got drafted by the Dodgers. Uh, yeah, the Dodgers because of a oh, favor. Yeah. He only got drafted story. because of a favor his agent had with the Dodgers organization. Hmm. Nice. Yeah, that's like the only way this uh, Hall of Fame catcher found a team was because his agent was like, can you guys uh, please take my client, please? I, I really want him to play MLB. He's going to be good. I promise you. Well, they were right because Mike Piazza is pretty goaded. Because I also think Mike Piazza is the lowest drafted MLB player of all time to make the Hall of Fame. If we want to talk wow, about impressive. worst draft moves. Paxton Lynch, Broncos legend. Dude, yes. in 2004, him. Dude, the Rockies in 2007 drafted Casey Weathers. Oh, obviously, you probably never heard of him. You know who they could have had? They could have had Matt Wieters. They could have had Madison Bumgarner, Jason Hayward, Devin Marasco, 
Todd Frazier, Brett Cecil, Sean Doolittle, Josh Donaldson all taken immediately right after. If we're, <laughs> if we're going to talk another major bust, let's go back to the NFL and the Raiders with Jamarcus, Jamarcus Russell. Russell was a huge wow, one. I forgot about First him. overall You pick, could have had man. Calvin Johnson, wow. Megatron. Or even Ryan Leaf. <laughs> Ryan Leaf was like after Peyton Manning. Dude, I love how there was like a legitimate like controversy like which one are they going to do ryan lee for peyton man like it seems so ridiculous looking back on it right but like at the time it was like because we we do this every year with like oh which quarterback is going to be the best and like hindsight is totally like 2020 yeah absolutely quarterback back, back to that 2007 draft with jamarcus russell at number one there's other names in that draft such as megatron Number three, the Browns took Joe Thomas. Ooh, At seven, the Lakers took AP. Ooh. At 12, the Bills took Marshawn Lynch. Ooh. 14, you have another Hall of Famer <gasps> in Revis Island. Lawrence Timmons to the Steelers. The original Island boy, Darrell yeah. Revis. <laughs> <laughs> the original Island boy. Like He's that. an Island boy. Oh, I hate that. Yeah, so do I. <laughs> Enough of that. Darrell Revis is sick, though. He was, man. He was, yeah, Revis Island those days. There was like a stat of him in 2009 that he just shut down all the top wide receivers and he didn't allow him to break 50 yards. You, the weird thing with Darrell Revis is he's going to be a Hall of Famer. Despite his numbers not really backing it up, it's mainly due to the fact of the pure fear he brought upon quarterbacks throwing his way. Yeah, nobody's a lot. Like after in 2010, nobody even looked his way. They made a game plan completely around him. Throw the opposite field of Darrell Revis. But Champ Bailey was also like that. Champ Bailey was also a guy who was Yeah, you know, they didn't even throw it lockdown him. After a certain never, point, they yeah. just stopped. They in 2006, he led the the NFL in picks with like 10, and then they stopped throwing to him. Yeah, I mean, in that 2007 draft as well, uh, the Broncos' nightmare in two th- when they lost the Ravens was caused in this because Jacoby Jones and Marshall Yanda were both taken in this draft as well. Ugh. Yikes. Haunting. Haunting images. Oh. Just Raheem Moore just kind of like flailing up. and Who? Exactly. Right. You'd like to forget about him. I bet he's a trainer at 24-hour fitness. Not like off the top of my head. Like I'd have to do some digging. Like, like there's definitely a lot of like – I think Trevor's story was a – he was a supplemental pick. So that kind of counts as a first round. Um. I don't know. The MLB draft is the craziest one to me just because of how many players get taken every single year. And you You can scroll down. Yeah, but I mean, they're always good players taken in the second and third round, stuff like that. I have a couple would you rathers if you guys would like. Oh, would you rather before break? Yeah. What you got for us? Would you rather take a pitch from a Roldis Chapman or a punch from Mike Tyson to the ribs? Yikes. That's a really good question because I would want neither of those things to happen <laughs> at all. Dude, a roll just Chapman pitch to the head could kill you. Uh, let me take Mike Tyson. It's uh, to the ribs. To the Ooh. ribs? Yeah, let me take Mike Tyson. Man. Oh, how Are we I taking prime Mike Tyson or current Mike Tyson? Oh, prime Mike Tyson. Fuck no. Um, I don't know. I'm probably taking the I'm probably taking the, <laughs> the pitch on that one. And uh, people taking, chimed in on it. Actually, 64.6% of people said that they would rather take the Hit by pitch to the ribs and a no. Mike Tyson punch. I don't know if I would. Oh, that's such a terrible question. Uh, yeah. Dude, a roll just chop. You could die either way. <laughs> like Mike Tyson could rupture some kind of organ or break a rib. 
Yeah. But I don't know, dude. You're probably dying. You're not way. coming back from a hundred yeah. mile an hour fastball to the head without a helmet on. Like you're just not. It's not to the head. It's to the ribs. Oh, to the ribs? Oh, yes. No. I'm taking fastball to the ribs. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I thought you my... said to the head. No, 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 no. You said that before. If it was to the head. head. Oh, if it's to the head, I'm taking the punch to the ribs then. Yeah. If I take a 101 mile per hour pitch to the head, no. Dang. Yeah, you That's guys... actually a really good question. Yeah. Probably, oh, probably just if it's in the ribs, bro. Just probably a roll the but that's still scary. Yeah, horrifying, honestly. Jeez, uh, it's the Olympus Sports Show. After this quick little break, we're gonna be talking about our favorite thing that happened from this weekend. Doesn't even have to be sports related. <laughs> Man, I'm hungrier than four dudes. Well, I'm hungrier than five. Well, who's you? What you doing in my house, Jack? I work for Little Caesars. Here to offer you some crazy calzone. <laughs> Let's try some extra most bestest pepperoni. <laughs> and to top it off with some crazy bread with that crazy sauce. I'm going to enjoy all of this by myself. You got to go. Bummer. Get a great deal on some hot and ready pizza at Little Caesars. Pizza, pizza. Are you feeling droggy or tired? <laughs> Needing motivation or inspiration? Oh, yeah. Want to go to that party or need a workout? Oh, yeah. Well, then you need a bang. bang. This is not your average energy drink. Bang is a revolutionary drink that combines essential amino acids with clean ingredients and 300 milligrams of caffeine for a good-for-you fuel to last you all day. With over 40 different flavors, there's a bang for everyone. Bang Energy Drinks. Fuel your destiny. You know, it's been a long week. So why would you waste your valuable time with the same boring, tasteless beer your daddy used to buy? You're a person of conviction, a wise soul, a go-getter. And there's only one unique beer made specifically for the likes of you. Go ahead, open your fridge. Surprise, surprise. There's a blue moon waiting for you. Blue Moon is brewed with fresh Valencia orange peel that gives that unique flavor unmatched to all others. Blue Moon is best enjoyed after a long work week, during the game, or with your friends and loved ones. So no matter how you drink your Blue Moon, always remember, there's brighter days ahead. Want to know what's good on the Mile High Hip Hop scene? Well then come on down to Cervantes Masterpiece Ballroom on September 26th. Trev Rich highlights the venue as the start of his Walk on Water tour with Kayla Ray, AP, Misfits, and 100 Pack Savvy. Hip Hop is alive and well in Denver. Come check out all the sweet sounds of Kayla Ray. The dope rhymes of AP. Hit off, you still 
know a lot of niggas that'll do the most. Yeah. And the Grammy winner himself, Trev Rich, for one night only. But with somebody that we gotta do a roll call, just hoping they locked off. It's an evil world we live in. Got me scared for the future, but my drive went to dream. Support your local artist. That's the Cervantes Masterpiece Ballroom on September 26th. Tickets available now on Ticketmaster. This is the Unlimited Sports Show. It's where you get all the unlimited sports information you need. Weaving is hard. Beer tested. Somebody stop that man. This is the Unlimited Sports Show on GoMileHigh.com. I'm Jeff here with Michael, Jack, and Eric over on the boards. Let's put a bow on the show, guys, why don't we? Um, let's talk about our favorite thing from the weekend. That's what she said. All right. <laughs> I have a couple things. Uh, one of them is the former NFL running back, Marshawn Lynch. He's actually becoming a minority investor in NHL. Along Seattle with Macklemore. And, uh, what? 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 <laughs> And uh, he was on a Zamboni driving on the ice, and he was circling around. It was a good time. Looks like he was having fun. Just like he did at Cal. Yeah, it reminded me of when he was on the truck. Yeah. <laughs> him and his mom. Was that his mom or something that was sitting with him? They were just like doing donuts on the field. Uh, I'm not sure on that one. That was funny. All right, so my highlight for this weekend. This was the highest scoring NHL weekend in, in NHL history. 153 Ooh. goals. And they're on pace for its highest scoring season since 1996. Fun fact, also in 1996, the top two teams were the Florida Panthers and the Colorado Avalanche. Same as this year. Interesting. And they both played each other in the uh, Stanley Cup Finals in that 96 season. So, Are we going to see a repeat of the 96 season? Well, we might, man. But yeah, maybe. It might even be another sweep. You know, my story of the weekend is going to be CJ Crone, man. What a weekend he's had. What a start to the season. Uh, 39 at bats. He's, he's hitting uh, 308, tied for the league lead in home runs with five. He's got a 1.136 OPS right now. 10 RBIs also. Except that Sunday game where he had to face Drew Smiley as the starter on that Cubs team. I was there. I, I, I yeah, you still lead leader home runs. Don't care. <laughs> That's baseball. Didn't for ask. Look at Vlad did, you know, the three home runs. He was batting four for four, and then he struck out, what, four times the next day. But isn't that what he does? He does have a high strikeout. I mean, usually what? a lot of those yeah. guys. Who no, not really. Power and do. There's like he's not on the same page as you know the amount of times that say Stan would strike out. Right. True. Well, Giancarlo, he's captain, swing and a miss. Swing and a miss, Stan strikes out. I mean, that's just what you get. He's going to be personally. I think Giancarlo is going to be the league leader Ooh. in NMLB history for most strikeouts. Wow. Yeah. Well, I don't know if he's beat. Was it Adam Dunn, I think, who has the most ever? An absolutely ridiculous amount. So, also in the Let's weekend, what, uh, what about uh, Nestor Cortez Jr., the Yankees pitcher? Three batters, three strikeouts, nine pitches. An absolutely perfection. Inning. Is that an immaculate inning? That is one immaculate yeah. inning. Twitter no, wants literally. to claim that he is the best pitcher in New York. Over it's against DeGrom. the Orioles. I mean, what do you who think? Cares? He's not better than DeGrom. Okay. Okay. He's not better than DeGrom. Do you guys see Tom Hanks? He threw out the first pitch. At oh, the dude, Guardian. he looks so old. I know. He's so frail now, dude. I was like, this ain't out of him. What game? This ain't Forrest that? Gump anymore. Uh, not exactly sure, but one of the things was he had Wilson with him. The you know, volleyball, Wilson. yeah, and the wind it was picking up, and the volleyball just kept blowing away. Wilson. And then, and then it circled back to the mound. It was like Wilson. Well, the, Wilson, the, uh, don't leave me. Cleveland Guardians is uh, Tom Hanks' team, apparently. He seems yeah. like an Ohio guy. He kind of looks like Ohio. 
Did you guys see the uh, ML, MLB fans at the Seattle Mariners game? They were all dressed up as the 1995 Mariners. Yeah, I saw that, and they walked down yeah. in a row. Yeah, like, all nine of them. It was beautiful. Yeah, oh, my God. What a team that was, though. Yeah. That's such a fun team. If you look at all the names on it, Randy Johnson, A-Rod. Ken Griffey Jr. Ken Griffey Jr., Ichiro. Yeah. Um, who's the DH? That Edgar, Edgar Martinez. Martinez. Yeah. The second best DH of all time behind Big Poppy, probably. What about you, Jeff? Uh, probably can- my highlight is uh, we finally getting narrowed down news of the Broncos ownership options. We have three of the five names that are being put out there. We got 76ers and New Jersey Devils co-owner Josh Harris kind of hitting close to home for you over there, Michael. Mm-hmm. What do you think of Josh Harris? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's an owner. The one thing I'll say about him is he does care about winning. So that's one thing he has going and That's then, the important thing. I don't know him on a personal level, and really, an owner doesn't do much. Right. I don't necessarily like that move. I don't think we need somebody with two other teams as priority. I mean, unless the Broncos like become their ultimate priority, you know, kind of an East Coast guy, got a lot on his plate already. I don't know if that really fits us that much. They are who we thought they were, and we let them off the hook. Wow. Then we got Dodgers and Lakers investors, Todd Bowley. I kind of looked at a few pictures of him earlier. Uh, he's kind of a odd looking dude. All right, but do you want do you want that though, Jack, an LA guy? Yikes. Well, I mean, I don't know, bro. Like it, to me, it's just like the amount of things that they have on their plate. Like if you're already dealing with the Dodgers and the Lakers, like he's just why an do investor, you, though. Yeah, but I don't like that. I need we need somebody more hands on. We need somebody like the captain of the ship. Could you like see one dude be all end all like this is my focus. This is what I'm I'll doing. put a bit on it. I'll what see. about the Walton family to yeah. take? Over. I mean, what about Walmart Super Center? I can't say I agree with the policies that he's enacted in Walmart stores, but <laughs> he has mad cheddar and uh, hopefully mad he's willing cheddar. to well, give some all of it away. I mean, he, if Rob Walton became the owner, he would be the richest owner in the NFL by a long shot. My personal issue with this is um, I the people don't. Wanted. Is that Rob Walton's seventy seven? I don't want a, I don't want a repeat of Pat Bolin where that's actually would, not a bad point. What if we just do a lottery? One random Denver resident. <laughs> it's just oh, could you imagine? Yeah. I, that'd be fun. And I think the <laughs> other two unnamed possible are the ownership groups that are helmed by Peyton Manning and John Elway. See, I don't know so, if that's. Oh my god. <laughs> I'm surprised we haven't used those more throughout the weeks of doing this show. But I think saying? Peyton Manning's gonna be absorbed into one of the groups. Yeah. I don't think he has like his own group kind of going on, and I don't think those are the other two names on the thing. I think if one of them wins, they're gonna ask Peyton Manning to like be a you know, know a shareholder. Yeah, and sure. kind of be the face of it. So that's really what I think is going to happen. Well, Pat Boland's daughter is currently with the team. She has a role with them. Do you think she stays on or do you think they? Mm, no, I think she's going to enjoy away. the check that she's about to get from the sale of this team. Yeah, uh, I think she just sells She's her. looking at a cool Billy at least, bro. I think she's just going to sell her part and walk away and wipe her hands clean of her dad's team. Why wouldn't she? Well, it did seem like she was the only family member who was really committed to trying to keep the team under the Boland family. Yeah, have so. you, you've never seen the blood of the city? <laughs> you mean his son? You don't know about his son? <laughs> no, I don't know about that. I remember Talk that about happened. one of the most like chaotic videos I've ever seen. So like when he was getting arrested? No, he was like doing this crazy rant on Twitter talking about 
oh, I'm the rightful heir to the Broncos. I'm the blood of the city. And he's wearing these Dude, big old sunglasses. Multiple times. But no, there's, I'm talking about this one video and he's wearing these big old sunglasses and in the reflection of the sunglasses, you can just see like a table full of like cut up white lines and a Ooh. straw. And it's like just the way that he's talking. The reason they didn't the go city. to Pat Boland's son is because there was one night when he was getting arrested for a DUI. He was saying those exact same things. I'm the, do you know who you're arresting? The blood of I'm the, the blood, but drunk. That's a cool It was so name. embarrassing. If you're a wrestler, the blood of the city. After that, I was like, I do not want him owning the Broncos. That's like a video Irresponsible, game. spoiled. No. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, to be, have enough money to become an owner in the NFL, I think you're going to be a little bit spoiled. A little bit of that. Yeah, but hopefully not make... Imbecile yeah. decisions. Like Hopefully, he did. Peyton Manning can and come and save us. Father's name. Yeah, the blood Aryan. of the city. Man. The blood of the city. What a, what a, what a quote! Uh, my other highlight, probably from this weekend, is uh, I did go to the Cubs Rockies game this Sunday, and I was able to take really? my mom with me. So had a good time. Mother, mother, son, and mother bonding day. Just adore. <laughs> How sweet. My, my mom had a she had a rough weekend. There was just some family issues um, that don't care to further divulge. Shout out to Jeff's mom one time. Hope she had a great day at the ballpark. She got to see her favorite player, Chris Bryant, play, and I got to see Seiya Suzuki. Well, sounds like a win-win weekend. Beautiful. Yeah, um, this is the Unlimited Sports Show on the GoMileHigh.com. Uh, we tied a bow on this show and come back next time. This has been the Elevated Sports Podcast. Please like and subscribe and follow at Elevated underscore Sagala, S-I-G-A-L-A, on Twitter and Elevated Sports Community on Instagram for updates and interactions with the host. Remember to always stay elevated.